Welcome to Beer Money Pulling Team. Sit down, shut up, and hang on. Looks like Art's just about ready. He'll let our starter know exactly when he's ready to go. There we go. Now you start to see the power of the turbines come alive. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, Runway 2-Niner, we present Mr. Art Arfons and the Green Monster. Kentucky, let's give Art Arfons a nice round of applause. Got a land speed record. He's actually in the Hall of Fame of Motorsports. Art Arfons, but Dusty out of Akron, Ohio. And there's the legend walking down the track. Now watch here. She's going to rock and roll. Rock and roll. Rock, roll, rock, roll. Here we go. Oh, yeah. She gets those turbines fired up. She goes rocking and rolling. And well, she gets down to serious business. Now listen to the wheel spin on this tractor when she leaves the starting line. You'll hear those big whistle and pop and watch those tires that these turbines put out the fire. Whoa! How about that, ladies and gentlemen? Man, oh man, right there. Now I want all you ladies in the audience to stand up and let's give this gal a chair. What do you say, huh? Come on, gals. What do you say? How about it? Dusty Arfons. Obviously a full, full right here. The first one to put it in the sand tonight, folks. Dusty Arfons. Great run. Well, Judy, you got your wish. Here it comes, the Green Monster. Yep. Tim Arfons is driving the Green Monster. He's from Akron, Ohio, and his father is the famous Art Arfons of the legendary Green Monster fame. Look at the fire just come out of this. You want to roast some marshmallows? Ooh, it looks like the 4th of July. The Green Monster, Tim Arfons, ready to make his pull. The, the pull that he has to beat is over 173 feet, so it's going to be tough. Here he goes. He's got it up in the air, but not by much. 
Well, he's got to practically do a full pull in order to win. Wouldn't it be great to see a full pull with this jet-powered machine? We may just have it here. Look at it. He's still going. Awfully close to a full pull. Judy, that was a good run. Hear the noise from the jet? Sounds like we're landing here in Detroit. 174.5. Hello, everybody. Uh, Doug, is that you that's loud? Is there a lot of background noise right now, Doug? Is right now, yeah. Okay, I'm going to mute you for just a second. Well, no, it's just going on. Okay. Welcome, everybody, to Let's Grow Pulling Live. This is like a dream come true. I want to thank Charles Foch. We have Tim Arfons in the upper right corner, Dusty Arfons in the middle left. And, yes, those are Arfons' as kids. I can't believe this. This is like the coolest thing that's ever happened to us. Hope Bindle there is walking around SEMA. We're kind of showing off some video right there. Doug Borth, our general manager of the Beer Money Pulling Team. Scotty Tuhati Balbi. Scott, what's your official title at um, Champion Oil? Are you the VP or director of marketing? I know you're a big deal. So, Well, let's not go too far, but uh, it's uh, director of motorsports. Okay. And then we got Cody Vanderholm down there, Vanderholm Media, and Ryan Rusink must be petting his cats because his screen is dark. So <laughs> not sure what's going on there. But we're going to start with uh, – we're going to start with SEMA, and then we're going to get into Tim and Dusty. Tim and Dusty came on early with this, but Doug, the beer money pulling teams in Vegas with Champion Oil, is SEMA everything that, that it's, I don't know. I mean, I've never been there. you got to tell me what's going on. And more. It, some of this stuff is crazy that's here. We were outside for a couple hours. They have all the built trucks, and they're almost monster trucks, and it's nuts, and they're street trucks. So what is, I mean, what does SEMA stand for, Scott? What's it all about? Because I kind of know what PRI is about, but I'm not sure what SEMA is all about. That's a great question. So it's Specialty Equipment Market Association. So um, basically in a nutshell, summarize, it's anything and everything aftermarket, <clears throat> excuse me, from, yeah. you know, cars to, you know, lift kits, turbos, you know, tires, waxes, lubricants, oils, all, anything that's related to a, a uh, high-performance vehicle or, you know, street, classic car, you name it, they have it. Um, so what is, like, what, with you with being a champion, what's your goal out there by having a booth at SEMA, Scott? What are you trying to accomplish? Yeah, it's a good question. So, you know, this show is a little different than PRI. So PRI is owned by the same management group here. So that's strictly, you know, racing. This show is um, basically a vendor show. Um, people come here looking for, you know, basically aftermarket parts. So for me, we're looking to drum up some new business as far as master distributors uh, come on board. You know, we'll talk some sponsor stuff. You know, there's different uh, outfits here as well. So, you know, obviously look for marketing partnerships as well. Explain your relationship with Shelby. So Shelby, we have a car, which maybe when uh, Hope comes back, we'll get a better picture of the car. But um, Shelby America is one of our good accounts. So all Shelby's come through Las Vegas, their headquarters, you know, it's Shelby's Ford, of course, but uh, Shelby American actually makes them into the high performance, you know, Shelby tag. So we, you know, we have that account. They're great marketing partners, but they factory fill tier one with our modern muscle engine oil or motor oil. So uh, it's a great relationship. They bring a car over for our booth and uh, it's just worked out well over the years for for both companies really so so did that top fuel car just come over from the drag strip <laughs> i believe so that was yeah. that's in that's pri's booth and yep. that was not there that 
two o'clock, and when we came back and actually we chatted with Michelle, confirmed our place at PRI today, and uh, that was there when we got back at about five o'clock. That it's, is awesome. It's Clay Milliken's car from this weekend. Wow, that is cool. That is cool. If you're just joining us, let's go pulling live Monday night. We do have Tim and Dusty Arfons with us. We're going to talk to them after we wrap up our preview of SEMA with Champion Oil. What the heck is that thing, Charles? That's a I have no idea. Them. That thing is cool. Yeah, that's a cool piece. Keep it in perspective, too. This is a $44.6 billion industry. <laughs> yeah, so people are showing off a little bit, Scott. Yeah, definitely. It's all you have to be here. If your competitors are here, you need to be here. Wow. I know Ring Brothers are out there, and I live right down the road from them. I know they do a lot of custom car builds and truck builds for people. We saw the 48 Chevy today. It's under a cover now, but that thing is amazing. So it's a 48 Chevy body on top of a, it looks like a NASCAR body, or it's a race car. It's got yeah. big, wide slicks on it all the way around, and things crazy. Yeah, it's a cool piece. So Charles or Scott or Ryan, that would know. Who's out there that would be kind of like represent the pulling and like the pull the truck and tractor pulling side of our world? Well, Doug, of course. Well, of course, <laughs> of course, the beer money pulling teams there, yeah. Yeah. So, but um, well, you got the Casters are there. Yeah. Casters are here. We saw the Casters the have their mods. That's it. We walked the whole show. That, yeah, that's about it. The next closest would be the Pro Chargers, you know, and you know what NTPA did to that. So, yeah. It's a wide open opportunity, definitely for for beer money pulling and you know the remedy here for sure. That's awesome. It, you know, talk with PRI, Doug and I, and Hope talking them a little bit just a few minutes ago, and you know they're all hopped up. They they want to be in you know involved with the truck and tractor pulling big time. So the opportunity is there. We just baby steps. I think next year will be a different story. They built a new display this year. PRI did, and in one corner they have a picture of Tabitha. Demers on there from Bowling Green. The, the smoking hot deer is in there, like their display. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I noticed they've been posting a lot of um, videos from Bowling Green for sure, definitely about SEMA and different things like that. Charles, from your racing world, who's out there that you know of? From uh, no, I'll be honest, not not a whole lot, uh, really, from the pulling side. There's there's a few out there from the drag racing world, but uh, really, I think our our target market, honestly, is more, I think, PRI in terms of the hardcore hard parts. This this show you're going to see, uh, as mentioned, you know, the, a lot of representation from the lubricant manufacturers and some of the accessory stuff. Um, but uh, like hardcore chassis and hard parts, kind of more kind of more PRI thing come December. Gotcha. And that makes sense. The, the cool thing I saw today is there's a company here that you can buy a, a chassis for either a Blazer or a, well, from 1973 to 1980, Chevy half-ton pickup or a Blazer with a modern everything, new motor powertrain and everything, and then go in and, and buy all your body parts and have a brand new 1980 Chevrolet pickup. Wow. So this must be setup day, because obviously there wouldn't be all that stuff laying around. Are they, right. so the show must start tomorrow, guys? It does, yeah. The show's Tuesday through Friday, nine to five. Um, so they'll get, obviously, the aisles that you see concrete. That'll all be nice carpet tomorrow morning. 
different stuff. And there's that ring. Yeah, there's the ring brothers car right there. Okay. So they do like an unveil or whatever. I would guess they will be. Is that the yeah. mother's booth they were yeah, in? Yeah, that's in the mother's wax booth, which is pretty impressive. We've got so a pretty lengthy schedule of unveiling tomorrow. How many days does the show go on, guys? Uh, four. Four. So the Apex show runs the same time, uh, Uptown or the New Strip. So they kind of correlate together. But, you know, it's like this is more of an accessory show. That's more of a... Uh, distributors looking for, you know, what can you do for me show, you know, over at Apex. So what do you all have in the champion booth then, Scott? So this booth's kind of a simple setup. You know, we have, we have the Shelby car. We, you know, we have a Cobra. There we go. Get the angle right. Simple That's booth. Just got, a, just got a Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> and then... You know, basically what we do, this is kind of a simple setup. We have a display rack with, you know, our heavy hitters or our, our movers for racing performance products. And then the backdrop, of course, you know, has some champion stuff. We see behind us the champion purpose built. So, but, you know, basically we're going to have some, you know, catalogs. And we'll get a lot of foot traffic, people interested in what's going on. And tomorrow we'll set it up a little better, finalized. We'll put some you know, product bottles around the car, like the modern muscle, so people kind of associate bumper to bumper. You know, we have our gear oil, stuff like that. But for the nice. most part, this is a kind of a pretty simple setup just because of the distance we come, um, you know, in and out, time purposes for, you know, our group to get here. Typically, I'm by myself, but we have uh, three other, you know, champion employees here helping out, so that's kind of cool, too. Somebody just texted me and said we should put a beer money pulling team sticker on the Cobra. Is that possible, Scott? We can do anything, man. Yeah, and then we're gonna I, get in jail. I yeah. do have I do have some stickers with. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if we should do that. Uh, Charles, Charles is shaking his head. That probably be a bad idea. So. Yeah, we could at least. Doug there must have been a disturbance in the internet. I didn't shake my head at all. Oh, okay, weird. It was just a fuzzy, <laughs> a fuzzy wuzzy there. So. It's like Fig Newton right across the front windshield. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the keys are in this thing. Maybe we could cruise around the show. That'd make some good, you know, content. Yeah, Scott, how long how long has Champion Oil been involved with SEMA? I think either twelve or fourteen years. So, okay. uh, me being new as you know director of motorsports, this is really my second year. Last year, we opted out as a company with COVID policies and that, and of course, um, the year prior to that, they canceled the show because of COVID. So. Uh, yeah, it's been at least 12 anyways. Same with PRI. I would have to say my highlight of the trip so far is we got to hang out with John Force yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. It's, that's not cool. I mean, it's cool for you, but not cool for me. So I'm just going to throw <laughs> that out there. So. That was thanks to Scott. If yep, it no. wasn't for Scott, we wouldn't be, we'd have been just in the stands. Yeah, that's no, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, he's a. Uh, how did they? Did you said Brittany won top fuel, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then you John guys got beat out in the semis. Okay, and you got to see Tony Stewart first time driving the top alcohol dragster, then. Yep. Yeah, that was cool. That that was awesome. That and he lost by what? Uh, three. Uh, I don't know. Thousands. Point zero 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 two. Yeah, two ten thousands. Hmm. Yep. 
they wanted to make sure he got beat by a girl today all over social media. But drag race is <laughs> done. You know, yeah. it's, it's just, honestly, that's a nice part about motorsports. There's a lot more gals, ladies in it that are really competitive. So, yeah, Dusty Arfons has been kicking guys' asses forever, right, Dusty? Yeah. Well, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brett Roberts is heading out there, Doug. Are you still going to be out there? You're at the Diesels and Dark Corners. Right. I leave Thursday morning. Okay. Is there a John Deere booth or something out there, Roberts? Uh, I can't. He's heading out to Vegas, huh? I like it. Cool semi trucks or something. So there's a couple trucks here. Not a lot. Lots of pickups outside. Looks like a seventy-ish crew cab C10 under that one. Yep. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. I have not seen that one yet. That was kind of covered up all day long. But there's, you can't see it all. We just would skip rows and we started walking about 11 o'clock this afternoon and we didn't walk every other, every third row just to get an idea of what was here so I can plan my day out in the next couple days. And we walked for six hours. Wow. They that is incredible. One concourse is just like sound systems and electronics. And Jeeps are huge out here too. That's another thing that are, and the off-road style uh, pickups that are set up with <clears throat> pop-up tents and stuff on them. Like, a, I don't know if you call them a, I don't, I don't know what you call the, but it's uh like preppers almost in a way, you know, that they're ready to tackle the world and have everything with them. Overland stuff. Over Overlanding. Yeah. How many, Scott, how many people do they, like how many people come through an event like this? No, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I would imagine at least a hundred thousand people plus. Wow. Yeah. Make sure there's a, there's a concrete barricade box usually outside. Make sure you attend that uh, for some festivities, Doug and Scott. We, we saw a 1973 Chevy Impala with some big motor in her doing burnouts already yep. today. Yep. So they have a burnout pit there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got an off-road course, too. Yeah, this is incredible. I was out there a couple of years ago, right before the show started setting up and walked through some of that and was outside. So it was pretty neat to see everything. I just wasn't there for the show itself. So Tim, you said your wife went out to this for years, your wife, Tim Arfa? Oh yes. Yep. Uh, she's president of uh, McCullough Public Relations. She used to do a, have a lot of clients out there. Wow. Beyond cool. And you had to stay home and babysit? <laughs> yes, for for a lot of she took me out one year to, of all the years she went out there. I went out one time with her. And you're you're kind of famous, Arfons. That's that's crazy that she left you at home. I would have showed you off like eye candy or something. Like that, so. <laughs> wow, so cool. That's a different world, guys. <laughs> but when I win the billion dollars lotto or whatever is going on, Charles, right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The well, amount of carpet that this place takes. There must be semi-loads of carpet. 
that come in here for this. Most of them are like all new roles. It's not. It must be like a Copo Camaro or something under that sheet. <laughs> There's a 66. Yeah, talk about eye candy for Halloween, guys. This is all right. This is all right. You got the money. They have it. Yep. Scott, what was the drag races like for you and champion? Did you have a booth of champion oil or were you just kind of observing and taking in the races? What was what were you doing at the races? Scott came in on Sunday morning. Okay. And I uh, traveled out here on Thursday and uh, took the races in on Friday and Saturday as spectators. And then, uh, like I said, we were fortunate enough to get hooked up with Scott yesterday to go in behind the scenes with uh, John Force and spoke with his, uh, what's Kevin's title? I think Kevin's the new uh, motorsports coordinator. He's after sponsorships and marketing partners for John Force Racing. And the funny thing was, I have my beer money shirt on. He says, I know who you are. He, uh, his last big job before he went to work for Forrest was, he was kind of the entertainment, uh, entertained uh, sponsors and such at Louisville for the farm show, for the tractor pull. That was his last gig before he went to work for John Force. Awesome. How 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 state of our industry was that last shot there, where you've got a blown flathead and a Ford, you know, Roadster body or frame next to a Tesla? <laughs> yep. Next year it'll be vice versa. Yeah. There'll be a blown flathead and a Tesla. Someone's already put LSs in them, so. Yep. Why not? That's a 1978 Pinto with a big motor in it. A big <laughs> and motor. A port and portholes in the back. That's kind of cool. That is cool. That's a drive-in cruiser. She isn't too far away from that uh, truck body or truck frame. Uh, she'll get over back to that or not, but... Oh, this place is cool. If anybody ever gets the chance to come, it's well worth the trip. But you got to kind of know somebody or to get in here because it they do not let the public in. I think they're going to this year on Friday Yeah. for the okay. first time. There's a 78 Scout 2. Richard Warren would love that, Roos. Indeed, he would. Now, that, that booth there, they make uh, modern electronics to look like the old style radios and dashboards and stuff. So is that Dakota digital or something? I believe so. Retro bolt. Hmm. Retro manufacturing. Wow. I've heard rumors that we will see the scout again. I've Probably in the next well. And probably in the next five or ten years, and it won't make any noise. Yeah, but it's built by your favorite manufacturer, Tuya. Yep. Yeah, I've seen cool. some. I've seen the concepts. They look good. We didn't see a big presence of EV vehicles here. There's a few, but not a lot. Nothing. Low ratio. 
I would Lots imagine you'll see Broncos. a few. New Broncos, old Broncos. That's like the big thing, I think, this year. It's neat to kind of see behind the scenes like this. Thanks for thanks for doing this tonight, Scott. I appreciate this. So. They lost uh, GM and Ford, I guess, both backed out this year. So they're having, you know, the people are spread out a little more. That was a lot of real estate they lost in participants. Why would a major manufacturer like pull out like that? Just because nothing new going on because of COVID or what you think? I, I think so. A lot of people have asked me that same question. And, you know, like Ford, I think, stance there's new management to the show so i don't want to say they do a great job but the cost um and they get you for everything i mean plugging in a cord and you know laying carpet in the contract so I, i'm assuming that the the cost has a lot to do with it yeah um, but maybe there's financially maybe they're you know the monies are going towards ramping up ev stuff commercial and that but i don't know because like I say, Ford had the biggest real estate in this show. Um, we were all shocked when we heard they pulled out. So, Good deal. Good deal. Well, Doug or Scott, do we have anything else that we want to talk about with you guys tonight? Or We are headed to Fremont Street from here to attend the open house for that uh, Diesel Hot Rod Association. NHRDA? Yes. Okay. That's Sounds from fun. 8 till 10, so that's where we're headed from here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Scott, thank you to Champion, and thank you for being nice to Doug and Hope, okay, bud? Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, thanks for having me on, and uh, nice to see everybody. Have a great week. Happy Halloween. Perfect. Tell Doug to take his mask off now, okay? I will. <laughs> yep, have a great night. See ya. See you guys. See ya. Wow, live from SEMA and the Arfons all in the same night. You gotta, you gotta pinch me, Charles. This is amazing. This is amazing. So, I had to have, we had to have something fun after uh, gorging ourselves on candy. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Tim Arfons, Dusty Arfons, Charles, take it away. This is, uh, this is cool. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Yeah, appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, I feel like. The, the story that uh, of your father is very well told, but uh, it didn't end with him. It continued with both of you. Um, and, and the motorsports involvement is, is still alive and well right up through today. Um, I, I, Tim, I, the, your story is pretty well told on, on your website a bit. So I, I really wanted to start with Dusty and ask you, how much coaxing did it take for you to get in the seat? No, it was, I, I had to beg for something to drive. So, and Tim gave me my first ride. He let me take, it was still his tractor and he let me, that was my 18th birthday present was a ride down the track. So USS Enterprise was your first, your first trip. Yes. Gotcha. I can I wondered about that. If it was something where, you know, you, you really wanted to, to jump in it and you had, uh, you know, people holding you back or, or if, uh, if you had to be talked into it. No, no, I was begging because I think at the time to drive a mini, you could be, drive a mini at 14. So I kept asking for one of those. And, you know, dad's just like, no, no, no. So then <laughs> Tim gave me a ride in his enterprise, which I mean, you didn't campaign it much longer after that. 
No, it was in the 20 cars. Yeah. So then the, we repainted it red for me. Yep. And, and we saw that in that, uh, the silent clip where it was, you know, or actually, no, you didn't play that yet, Jason, did you? Where we got kind of a silent montage of, of some of the, the prior stuff that you guys had put together. That was the first one for you. And then the twin engine came later. Right. How much similarity and, and work went into, you know, I'm kind of going to bounce all over the place a little bit. What came the mod chassis with uh, some of the other ones that we see, turbine ones we've seen out of Ohio? Uh, you guys had a hand in a lot of them or was it a collaboration with just shared ideas? The only tractor we ever built and sold or uh, helped build would be the first one that he was in business with Bob Frock with and then the one that Bob Bussey had. I gotcha. The rest of them were just, it, it worked. So people copied the design. There's one I'm going to, sorry, Jason, I'm looking for something I'm going to upload into um, branding. I had found uh, some old eight millimeter film of, I'm not sure if this is the first one that was, that Bob Frock was a part of or the second one. And it's super eight millimeter film. It's not very long. because it was at the very end of the reel and those old, Back then in the 70s, like you had three and a half minutes, I think. And the intention was to keep filming it and it just ran out of tape. Um, <laughs> I've seen pictures of this thing, but I've never really seen any video of it moving anywhere. And and we found some. Uh, it came from Ralph Chamberlain. So I'm going to load that up. We can show everybody kind of what the first one looked like. Charles, do you want me to play the, um, the no sound one right now? Yeah, you can do that uh, while I go hunt for this thing. Yeah, we guys can keep talking. So. I mean, you guys can talk about some of what you're going to see on the screen there, too. Well, Dad's got two fires there, and that was always a challenge there. And there oh. my, that's my helmet Tim had painted with a um, student driver on the back. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good brother. That's a good brother. <laughs> That's Sounds when we used that. to run side by side. That was the most fun. That would be fun. I've I've gotten to see it on rare occasions, and I think it's one of the coolest things to ever happen. But the rest of the world seems to think that the world is ending, that it's not safe. <laughs> Dad, Dad always he never would let us ride side by side together. We always had to run against somebody else. They didn't wipe out both tractors. <laughs> <laughs> so tim you didn't start in pulling you actually began with a slingshot dragster powered by a turbine yes i ran that for a few years and then dad decided when he got into tractor pulling he wanted me to get into tractor pulling so the uss enterprise the drivetrain was actually the engine and the uh, transfer case and the drive line out of the dragster i gotcha so the when that there's been a there's been that that director's been back is that the actual one or was that a recreation? No, I kind of wanted when I was getting up towards the end, I wanted to retire. I wanted to really retire with how I started, so I made a copy of the first car. I gotcha. Okay, and that car is it is it here or did I see that it had gone to Europe? It's in Europe. Gotcha. It's it's been seven seconds at over two hundred miles an hour of the turbine. Yep. I, I love that car, but I didn't want to see it rotten in the trailer. 
and I, w- I was done driving. I tell you what, getting at 65 years old, putting on a Dash 20 fire suit, and sitting in the staging lanes for 40 <laughs> minutes, it's just, no, I can't do that anymore. I, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. If they'd have let me drove in a T-shirt like they used to in the old days, I'd have kept doing it. But So we're going to pulling, and then, you know, you had had the mod, but then, then the funny car thing. Was that an idea, like, you saw a growth opportunity as a class, or did, did USHRA come to you guys and say, hey, we, we want to do this exhibition-style thing? What was the genesis of that? I went to Bob George with the idea and he, you know, he was a drag racing promoter originally and he loved the idea and it was a big hit with the crowd and it just, it just took off from there. Uh, Steve Reyes wrote a nice article on the whole, you know, the whole uh, history of the pulling funny cars, but there was a lot of cars involved in it. Uh, Tom McEwen had a, you know, a copy car, mm-hmm. uh, Shytown Hustler had a car. There was a couple of, uh, you know, drag racing crossovers in the in the uh, pulling ranks. Yeah, there were there were quite a few. What what was the demise of that continuing? Monster trucks. Uh, I was afraid you were going to say that. <laughs> I was afraid of that. Yeah. Yeah, we thought they'd fade out in a couple of years, but boy, were we wrong. Yeah. And that, that that held no appeal for you guys? Not really, because I did it you need a sem I never wanted to use a semi for anything. I wanted something I could haul with a pickup truck. So that left monster trucks out for me. Gotcha. Yeah. Same with dad. Dad thought it was a lot of work. And I didn't want to compete with Bob Chandler. Bob Chandler's such a great guy. He started that. He was the monster truck with the group we were with, and I just I didn't feel like competing with him either. That would have I wouldn't have wanted to do that. Yeah. How much collaboration went on between the multiple disciplines then in that sense where like, obviously you you talk in reverent tones with them, you know, was there collaboration about how there's a, there's a show here where there's a place for everybody and we can all find find our spot in it. No, that was done more by the sanctioning group. Uh, Bob George and his crew would decide where you're going. Like they always had us split up. Dad and Dusty would be going one part of the country. I'd be going to the other part of the country. And they'd have so many funny cars, so many trucks, and so many tractors at each show. They'd just tell you where to go. Now, there's some of the more uh, definitely exhibition stuff you got up to with the... Oh, the four-wheeler was my favorite of all time. That Was, the was it? Thing. Yeah, I love that thing. I was, I was going to ask you, so, you know, you had the four-wheelers with the exhibition stuff that you did with those, but the one that I... If I knew about it, I'd certainly forgotten. And that was the jump jet. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> if, if 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 dad didn't want you in a drag car really anymore, but somehow a slingshot, a catapulted car in an arena was a good idea to somebody. I thought it was a great idea until the first time I got in it. And then I thought, no, this ain't such a good idea. <laughs> and I had so much money invested in it. It, it was the opposite of the four-wheeler. I love the four-wheeler. I hated the jumper, but I had so much money in it, I had to do it. You had talked on your website about, uh, you know, you, it, it, there wasn't space to get up to speed purely on, on the, the, the engine that was on it. That was that was more for the, the spectacle side of it. So you devised this catapult. And how much 
aim or control at the hallway you were trying to land towards did you have? Aaron Palmer made it tougher on me every week. I mean, we went into some facilities that were just, it was a basketball arena and the return ramp would be hanging out the doors. I mean, you had no room for error. That's unbelievable. And and some of the small places, you know, everybody knows about the big the big events going to, you know, Superdome and Astrodome and, and the Silverdome. Even here, you know, that early uh, clip we played of the the Camaro funny car, that was from here in Detroit, but that was at Cobo Arena downtown. People don't realize that pulls did happen there too, and you saw the distance. I mean, you're you're running off the dirt at 175 feet. Well, I was off the dirt and I was past the rollers. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I don't know how some of those small arenas you guys went to a lot of places like Rochester, New York, Buffalo played a lot of hockey arenas in the USHRA days in, in those particular events. Was it, did, did you treat it as a show or was the competition really still the thing knowing that it was the same for everybody? In the polling, it was still competition. Yeah. There was very few. I mean, you, we would get paid a parent's money, but there was points. There was a points fund at the end of the year, and you wanted to beat the other guy. It, it was 100% competition. I only remember one poll. We had to fake it because the track was so bad that we, you know, they were pushing the sled with the loader just so we could get a show off. But the rest of the time, it was, it was competition. I have seen that happen once or twice. <laughs> That's frustrating. When when you're behind the scenes and you know what's going on, you're just sitting there cringing, going, oh, boy. No, <laughs> you do what you got to do to make a show. Well said. Jason, there's there's one image I've got up in the in the photos section that I really have been wanting an opportunity to ask you guys about. Um, it's that one. Uh. Oh, the tires are <laughs> That even says it. I said that without looking at the top of it. I just saw that. Yeah, that's a crazy. Is that like a? That's not even a. How? I, that's not even a triple cut, Charles. <laughs> no, it's like a. I don't know. Were those? Were those actually a Firestone that got knifed that way, or was that a like a Terra tire? No, they no. were. That's all we had were Firestones. Yep. Interesting. Dad always wanted, he always thought it would work. So he wanted to try it. So that's what we did. And I think this, uh, Tim, Tim Wyden took this photo, I think, or his family did. Where was this when this was tried? I'm thinking that that was probably, um, Dover. Oh. We took it to Dover. Um, but uh, it no, went we to, to another place where they used to have the, um, over by Mike West's place. Um, no, I can't think oh, of it. Oh, oh, um, um, oh my gosh, it starts with an R. R, R no, Randolph. No, it wasn't Randolph. Whatever. But, it was over. I, there was somebody recently posted a picture. It went to Bowling Green once. Okay. And that's, and, and I know Tim, and Tim and I grew up together, and, and the, that's where the majority of his photo albums came from. If I had to lay money on it, I would say it was Bowling Green. Yeah. What was the what was the thought process that went into that? The, just just hey, let's try this, or or was there there's some thought that went behind it? No, Dad just wanted to try it. 
And that was that tractor. That was the Enterprise when we put a T sixty four in it. Right. So it it could run to five with you know close to three thousand horsepower. It should have been a good tractor at that point. Gotcha. And yeah, for actually from I didn't know when when exactly that image had been taken, and and from the angle, it's tough to tell. You know what what uh, which version that had been. Yeah, so it's, you, it's, had to, you had to have the twin then, Dusty. Yes. Oh, yeah. The 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 single was just well, actually, Tim, I, I could have had the great the track dad's tractor as a single. Before the I, don't think, I, I thought that was the Enterprise. That's the Enterprise Fender. That's you no, know, that's the Enterprise. But then I ran dad's tractor as a single for three years. Right. We made it a twin, so it could have been. Uh, it, it was late eighties. So that tractor did run then with the engine turned back around with the front exit exhaust. Yes. Yeah, he, we okay. ran, Dusty ran it, and then uh, Bob Soison ended up buying that, and that became the flying machine. Oh, okay. All right. And he's still running that frame, is he not? No, they got he's far. Not. Okay. Yeah, there's another another image yeah. of that. Now the last, I, last time I ran it in Dover, I think it was, um, I did lift the front end and drop it hard enough to hurt my back. So it, it did somewhat work, but it wasn't very successful. Have to wonder what could have been if, uh, just had taken the time to experiment and, and, uh, uh, play with tire pressures and, and figure that out. Um, well, the way they're running tires today with hardly any cleat on them, I yeah. think if you'd have just had a little bit of a raised leading edge on those, it, it probably would have worked. It was it was described to me. Probably, oh, it says right there, Dusty. It says in that picture, Canfield. That's where I thought we took oh, it. Oh, okay. Hmm. Canfield. Yep. Gotcha. It had been explained to me probably, I don't know, I'm going to say it's probably 15 or 16 years ago. Bruce Brown told me this, you know, the, the way to characterize it is they're not going down the track with traction. They're going down the track with friction. And however you come up with it. <laughs> it's changed over the years. I mean, Dad's first tractor had uh, forestry specials on it, and the lugs were probably six inches deep. It was ridiculous. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Log skater tires. Uh, Don Harness was the guy that was the leader in that. He was the one that first started cut running the really cut tires. And he was winning a lot with that. I, I have to credit him for starting that. He had always so the, something curious that I that I wanted to ask about it has to do with with turbine drivability. Um, for especially in the modern era, we've we've heard from from some competitors about with the Puller two thousands and and the throttle characteristics on the engines that they're kind of kind of a light switch and they don't necessarily have the drivability they would like um your father at one event this would have been mid to late 90s made the comment that well i've got an air clutch so i can get around some of those kinds of issues what was he on to and what did he mean by that well back then the sleds are a lot heavier and it was more of a driver's game for the first hundred feet you had to really that was the advantage of the turbine is you could almost be like a slipper clutch and you could get hooked up to first 75 feet out of the hole to get it accelerated and moving, whereas the guys at the clutches had to get hooked up to some point and start spinning their tires. But as they went to the lighter sleds and they let them get going faster, it kind of took the advantage of the turbine drive away. 
Gotcha. Did, what did his system did it did it include any kind of a mechanical engagement on his part, or was it still centrifugally turbines action? Turbines never had a direct hookup. Turbines are turbines work like an automatic transmission, except uh, they're using air instead of hydraulic fluid. I gotcha. There is no direct connection between the engine and the wheel that drives the tires. Gotcha. Aren't many of them all around, so it's tough to tough to know all the time, uh, you know, or, or to find that source of information to, to ask. There just aren't a lot of guys running them any longer. Yeah, just a few out there. There's a lot of lot more in Europe. There's a lot of them running in Europe. There is. There oh, is. Yeah. And I, I guess I don't I don't know what their what magic they found or they run a lot of them. It seems like they've got a couple at least one class anyway. That it's heavier than anything that runs here, right? Uh, so I don't know if that's the difference. No, it's so cheap. I mean, they get the Soviet engines over there, dirt cheap. Yeah, Mick Broughton, uh, you're absolutely right. That was Bruce Brown who said that to me. You must have heard that from him too. Yeah. He'd always said he if and I um, he Bruce Brown passed away recently here in the last week or two. He'd always wanted to try, you know, if had he been able to, I think he would have been one of the first guys to go out there on the Mitas tire completely uncut just to see what would happen. He'd have tried it. Yep. <laughs> so your, your involvement in motorsports isn't done. You're still doing stuff. Uh, just people don't necessarily realize it when they're seeing it. What? Uh, tell us about uh, Akron Turbine Group. I just closed it. I did my did last. I just did my last NASCAR race this summer. <laughs> I, I worked for NASCAR for oh god, going on probably fifteen years doing the uh, jet dryers for a lot of their tracks. Now, certainly, you had the you had the background to be able to to develop that. Um, were you kind of the, the originator in in the the jet dryer world? I didn't originate it, but I brought it to a level to where. Guys that ran jet cars would build in the wintertime, they'd build a jet dryer for a NASCAR track. And then they'd never talk to them again. They'd never have anybody to work on it. And there was no parts interchangeability. So I kind of started it into a business where I got all the tracks having the same type of engine, same type of equipment, and giving them support for it. Uh, we'd go around. I'd do overhauls for them. If they had a problem, they could call me. Uh, a lot of the tracks, I'd take up to four jets to a, you know one of the big races. But it, it just made it a lot easier, and then they had a little bit more confidence if they'd have someone that would be able to talk to them through problems and such. Gotcha. And you you adapted that as well. I think you had a, a model that was kind of more specific for, for road maintenance use as well. I did road maintenance, and now I, I, I closed the one for the drag race, I mean for the uh, NASCAR racing, and I still run a small company right now. Uh, we specialize in building dryers for striping companies because they're the last ones out there on a road job when they're up against penalties. And that seemed to be where the best money could be. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, particularly a, a big multi-lane freeway, they get incentivized and in, on a completion date. And like Correct. you said, they're, they're the last ones in it's worth it to spend whatever thousands of dollars on expediting because the bonus is going to outweigh it. So they're willing right. to pay. And then when they're also, when they're late in the fall, I mean, they're getting the worst weather. So it's cold and we can actually heat it up. They have to have a surface temperature of 55 degrees before they can put the paint down. 
and we can bring the temperature up and dry it at the same time. Gotcha. That's kind of the, the part-time retirement gig then for you? Part-time, yes. Part-time, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Somehow I don't think you're going to sit still quite that long. Actually, I took up golf five years ago, and that's really changed my outlook on things. So I'm down here in Florida right now. I got you. Oh, I thought you were going to say that you'd become depressed. That's what happens when I look at my golf clubs. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've I just want to throw mine. I don't really want yep. to like learn to play better. One hundred percent. I have given up. I'll be the eyeball and come golf with you, Tim. I'm not very good, but I'll golf. I like the golf. The guys aren't very good. It makes me feel better. <laughs> I play a fairway over, so you'll be fine. Okay. I've always said I'll be fine if you allow me to bring a baseball bat, a pool cue, a tennis racket, a hockey stick, and the golf clubs. I'll be in. Okay. You wouldn't need the golf clubs. You had those. <laughs> well, the, the golf clubs would be for show. So. <laughs> Actually, golf has helped me because I used to have the absolute worst temperature uh, temper. I threw threw my helmet. I don't know how many times. You? Yeah, and everyone said I would never make it because of my just because I had such a terrible temper and I've never thrown a club or ever got mad. I mean, it, it's amazing. I'm going to write a book, anger management through golf. <laughs> First that one is a contradiction ever. in terms. Yeah. If yes, I've ever written, heard one. Yeah, That is an oxymoron or military intelligence or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Dusty? What's uh, what's a day in the life look like for you these days? Oh, not too much. I uh, I puppy sit, <laughs> which is which is a great job my, for my neighbor. But uh, yeah, just hold down the fort here for Randy and my kids. Boy, there's a photo right there. That's a very fast photo. Very fast photo. Richard Noble, Craig Breedlove, Andy Green, and Art Arbonz. Yep. Holy crap! So yeah. did. With with kind of where you guys were at in, in time and, and kind of your father's interest in pursuits as well, was it ever a consideration for either of you to kind of try to do what what Richard Noble and Andy Green were able to finally do? I never had any desire for that. Nope. That was dad. So, so crashing above 600 miles an hour is something that only two people in this photo have done. One. Only one. One. Oh, yeah. I knew Craig had done one. He didn't make it to 600, though, when he wrecked, did he? When he went in a, you mean when he went in a dike? Yeah. No, no. When when he turned over Spirit of America. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, when I'm way on it. Yeah. When he went on his side. Yeah. Yeah, with the new car. No, I consider a crash when they found one of Dad's tires four and a half miles away. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> well, that's just amazing when you think about it. Yeah. One of the oh, other ones is still rolling somewhere today. <laughs> <laughs> well, you figure a tire a wheel was going 8,000 RPM and the car was going 600 mile an hour. So it's going to have some force. Well, didn't they say one of the wheels went up through the helicopter prop? Yep. Rotor. Just Rotor. missed the guy. Unbelievable. Some of the stuff, that, and, and guys then didn't, you know, it was the, that would have been, was it still the 60s? Yeah. That was sixty. Yeah, it was sixty-six yeah. when he crashed. Didn't even, didn't even think about it. Um, that actually reminds me of another another kind of funny story. Um, 
tell the story about when I believe it was the FBI came looking for him because he had bought, was it the J-79 at auction? Yeah, it was a it was a colonel in the Air Force that came. Okay. And they just, they wanted the engine back. And he said, no, I'm not giving you the engine back. And they said, well, it's you can't have it because it's a classified engine. Dad showed him his receipt for it and said, you're not getting it. And they never did come back. <laughs> it was different back then, too. Today, I think they treat it a lot differently. Oh, I'm sure. And, and just that, like how different it was, was that the same engine where, because it was classified, getting parts was going to be nigh on impossible. He discovered that there were there were some fins in the compressor that were damaged. So he just counted them off and said, all right, we'll take that one off. And then every third to balance it, and we're good to go. Yeah, it had the, that engine that set the record was actually missing 67 blades. Wow. I didn't realize it was that many. Wow. Well, there was a thousand in the engine, so still just uh, the 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 problem solving and the stick to it, and we're just going to do it. Well, he did. You know, he couldn't afford the uh, expense. They wanted like I think it was ten thousand dollars for a uh, hydraulic a pneumatic system to throw the drogue chute out that would pull out the main chute, and it was something they used on the space capsules. And he built his own out of a shotgun. <laughs> we still got the shotgun on the desk out the shot it was a little sawed off thing and it would just run a, a blank shell and it had a steel plug that would come flying out and take the shoot out with it that's yes. it would be it would be so worth it just to come down there and just take a walk around the shop with you guys i think the the stories you're gonna want to come down next year all those pictures the shop's getting totally cleaned out i've already got two of his cars there gonna turn it into a small museum Excellent. Nice. That would be awesome. We'll we'll definitely have to stay in touch on that. That would yep. be great. Any thoughts of uh, dusting off the red one and uh, trying it one more time? Oh, I would love to, but I need Tim's help. To I got, I was putting it back together and I got stuck, and I need Tim's help. But he's so busy golfing, I hate to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> I I just have a bad feeling when a fuel control sits with gasoline in it for twenty years. Issues. I know, I know. We could pressurize it. And see yeah, what we'll it just get some. <laughs> <laughs> just blow it out. Better <laughs> gasoline than like ethanol having sat in it for that long or methanol. No, if they ran kerosene, it would have been fine, but Dad always liked to run some gas in it for some reason. I was always a firm believer in straight kerosene. Well, the one time when we were in Holland, when we took both tractors over to Holland, they got us two ba gal um, barrels of fuel. They got a barrel of kerosene and a barrel of gas, and they just went back and forth. And the tractors are lighting off like crazy. And then we got in the last hook. We got um, into the second barrel, and it must have been mostly kerosene. And Dad's tractor would not start. So <laughs> And it, I mean, it, it just at the last, we, he was ready to give up, and I saw the temperature gauge flicker, and it, it started up. But I, yeah, I think the missing that gas, it didn't start. Did you find with going to gasoline in them that there was a need for some sort of temperature control? Did you have to run water injection to kind of mitigate against that? No, the water injection was strictly for more power. Okay. 
the end as long as you're we, we never ran the engines any harder than they were supposed to be run so temperature was never the only time you'd have a temperature issue was starting it and dad liked the gasoline because they would light off easier with the gas in them but did it help with the fire show too tim did it make for a better fire show or no yes yeah on yours you had that little auxiliary tank i put straight gas in for the fire show <laughs> So did you, ever have, did you ever have a really exciting backfire from that? You, when you were driving my, what, driving it as Dragon Lady, and the fire got stuck on that one time, and you're going down the track, leaning over yeah. further, further. <laughs> but nothing. We've never had anything horrible. How hard or easy was it to uh, get everything overseas to pull and haul? And was it was it a chore? Did you have to bring your own tools or? Uh, there are teams over there that kind of helped out if you needed something. Everybody over there was great. Um, we we took we loaded up Dad my tractor and Dad's tractor went in the same container, and um, we we took very minimal tools. And Dad's tractor wouldn't start when we got there, so they took me. I, we needed an O ring, so they ran me around, and we found a place to get O rings. And then that's when I found out O rings over there are metric. So then I had to buy all different kinds of sizes so we could figure out what was going to work. But we had did have to wait till an American tractor got there be, before somebody had standard tools. I, I went over there three times, and the first time I went over was with uh, Kamikaze, the jet four-wheeler, and they lost it. So I wasn't too – they learned a lot of new American words that day. <laughs> I imagine they did. I mean <laughs> – they finally found it. It was Germany. They took it out of the box it was shipped in. They put it in a van, flattened the tires, and showed up a half hour after the show had started. So we had less than an hour to get air in the tires, get everything charged up, get the thing ready to run, and then make the show. I, I was so mad. Do you still say any of those words when you put a ball in the bunker? <laughs> no, I told you. I don't get mad at golf. <laughs> yeah, did you throw your helmet at him, Tim? No. No. I, if, you know what? I was close, though. There was a guy named Mr. Overseer, and man, me and him were not seeing eye to eye. <laughs> that worked out okay. The other people were great. Uh, Mr. Alteng, who who ran that whole deal over there, and Jan Beitenhaus, he was like our ambassador. They treated you like kings over there. It was always great. It was quite an experience. Tim and Dusty, can you see the questions on the screen? Yes. Was alcohol ever used as a cooling agent in turbines? No, it's just used with uh, alcohol mixed with water, just like they do with a uh, turbocharged engine, just to cool the air coming in to get more of a charge. So Travis Schaub says, watched Art and Dusty at Toma growing up pulling turbines. Always wanted one. Now we have a twin turbine garden tractor. I put that video up on the screen a little bit yep. ago. So look what you guys did. You got people putting them on garden tractors now. So. Well, Tim's got them on all kinds of stuff. <laughs> What's the last year you guys pulled? 2006. 2000. Where was it at, Dusty? Uh, Tiffin, Ohio. Tiffin, Ohio. <clears throat> oh, and Jason, I did find, I did load into uh, in the in the brand tab that real quick video clip of uh, what I think was the second of Arts Arts Tractors. I missed. Yep. I did. No, that's the that's first the record. First. That is the first one. Okay. okay. 
And that's all it is. It's like it's literally two seconds, and then the, the, Dude, the film tape. That is, is that is that an old Oliver or cockshut Roos? Cockshut forty. Okay. There you go. That is a mate. That, that dad is awesome. had it. It was a tricycle design, and when Bob got it, it had uh, front wheels spread out, and it had defenders. Diesels and dark. Bob had it. Gotcha. Wow. I, I wish that that piece of film had been like this much longer because it would have kept going another ten seconds. <laughs> That's the first time I ever saw that. Where'd you find that at? Uh, it was f f shot by uh, Ralph Chamberlain's father. Uh, oh, okay. 70, 71 ish. Does that sound right? 73 yeah. is that. 73. Started. Okay. I couldn't remember. But yeah, he had he had four little, the you know, Super 8 reels, right. each one about three and a half minutes that had some old mods and old supers from, from back then. Wow. Dude, that thing is like classic looking. <laughs> I love that. It was neat. It had a joystick. It didn't have a steering wheel. Like a helicopter joystick. Really? Yep. They had pulling uniforms too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they had green velvet pants and a pink shirt and white belt and white boots. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> yeah. Does Snyder still own the legend? Yes. Yes, he does. Okay, so when did Arts Tractor get sold to Dave Schneider? 2000. I was home with having my second child when Dad sold the tractor. Did you cry, Dusty? Oh, gosh, that, that was hard. And um, it's same week. I mean, the tractor left, and the same week they tore down the house my dad had built to make um, Home Depot. So his house came down, his grandmother's house came down, and his mom's. I, there was three houses in a row, and they... All three houses came down and the tractor left all in the same week. I'm never going to Home Depot ever again, Charles. <laughs> uh, me either. And if I win the billion dollar Powerball, the tractor's coming back to you. I, oh. I, I didn't <laughs> shed too many tears. I was tired of working on that tractor. It would take a good two and a half, three days to change an engine. I mean, we were doing that a lot. We were down to three days. It started at seven days. First time we had to swap out an engine. It was a plumbing nightmare. And we all had our certain jobs that we did. And I mean, that's the only reason we got down to three days. Did either one of you drive that one? No. no. I didn't want to drive that one. I hated that tractor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I drove his other one, but not that one. So Dusty, you, so talked, I, you talked about hard to get both, uh, both engines to light and uh, shoot fire type of thing. What? Why were you alluding to that portion? Uh, I'm sorry. Earlier, you're talking about uh, both both engines, the light fire. Oh, that was just on, on the fuel um, in Holland. No, we. Oh, I, oh no. My, my tractor would light off easy. My tractor. No, he was talking about getting both fires going on Dad's tractor. Oh, yeah. it, it was just always. Um, I, one would blow out for some reason. It, it just, it was exciting when there was two, <laughs> but yeah, sometimes they, it, one would just blow out. We wouldn't know why. That Yours had the same happened. sort of auxiliary turbine set up for the starter, but it was behind the fenders. Was it not? Yes. Yeah. I think that was just out of necessity. That was the only place it it fit. So we had a little canopy came over my roll cage to yep. help protect it from the dirt falling in.
but we did run, get a hole in one engine from dirt falling down into it. So they don't like dirt. No, they definitely don't. Did you find that was more actually an advantage on his being front intake versus yours being rear? Well, it's a lot easier on the engine. Yeah. yeah. But I, I liked my setup. I, I like it was hard for dad sitting where he sat. He really couldn't feel the tractor where I, I was sitting almost on the axle. I, I really liked where I sat. Were, were both of them equally narrow in the rear end or did yours have a little bit more space between the rear tires than his? I think mine was narrower. Really? Yeah. I, I was curious, you know, not, you know, seating position aside, if there was something to that as well, that the narrowest narrowness of it contributed to the dullness of its feeling. I, why, why did dad have it so narrow? Well, the narrower the rear end, the straighter it wants to go. Okay. One tire gets more leverage. It's not, you don't have as much, uh, it gets more traction. <laughs> it doesn't have as much leverage to steer yeah. the tractor. Randy's sitting there. He said it fit in the bus easier too. <laughs> and we always had the wide front axles too. Well, you didn't on your enterprise, but well, I guess that's just me and dad's tractors. Right. Loved Art's answer to why sitting where he did built tractor for power, then put seat on it. He said, <laughs> Oh, he walked, he, he, he had the track, the engine sitting on the tractor and then he walked around with the seat and we're like, well, can we put it here? Can we put it there? And he ended up on top. Mike Stefan's coming in strong tonight. Remember yeah. when he put steel wool in the engines to help heat it up and steel wool went into the air at Toma. That was probably to help the fire show stay lit. Awesome. This is a Hoy 95. That's Is that Dragon Fire? Is that Dragon Lady? Sorry, Dragon Lady. Yeah, that's yeah. Dragon Lady. Yeah. There's that little canopy that you're talking about, Dusty. Yeah. Out the gate. Yep, there you go. Did, with the wide front axle, it was still articulated, though. Did you did you guys weight one side at all to kind of so that if, at least in, up in the air, you'd have one tire that would maybe drag a little bit and give you some steering input? Dad's did. If, if they, they pivoted, yeah. Dad's actually had a strut on it that would actually push it down. The, okay, because it always seemed like, I want to say it was the right one would go down, right? Yeah, they were a firm believer in that. The Enterprise had a locked front end. Gotcha. I just figured you're, I, I didn't want to lift anything off the ground and give up pitch until you lifted everything. Oh, this is the garden tractor? Mini tractor. Yeah, that's cute. Oh, I did see this before. <laughs> their their shows over there are very professionally run. I mean, all their teams and everything. It's a very professional setup over there. bucket list for sure to go check that out over overseas yeah mm -hmm. well they have an oompa band come out i mean it, it's just really a different atmosphere and i i like watching like all the classes their mini classes um got so many different engines in it and stuff is pretty cool 
It's how, you know, their, their engine combinations are like we were back in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't see anything. And that's when that's when tractor pulling. I remember going to Bowling Green, and there's 57 tractors in the 7 Modified, and any one of them could have won the class. That's when tractor pulling was, was fantastic. I, there's at least a few of us that, on this panel that you would not get any argument about that from. <laughs> I don't think any of us are going to disagree with that statement, Charles. No, no. So, guys, where was your uh, where were your favorite places to pull? Favorite tracks? I know where my least favorite was. <laughs> well, go ahead and go ahead no. and throw them under the throw them. Under this won't be the same it. place where you had to make the show and push the sled back, is it? No. Oh gosh, a favorite I, I for me was Tom. Bowling Green. I never did well at Bowling Green. Dad and Dad, he would either do really good at Bowling Green or really bad. Yeah, there was no middle ground for him there. Bowling Green was just, it was a happening. It was more. It was just it was a big party. It was fun. Of course, I was drunk a lot of the time after. Oh gosh! The Hangover Team. There was a there was a team called the Hangover Team, and I got hooked up with them. Boy, we had fun. <laughs> That's where the crossover to golf comes from. Yeah, yeah a little bit of it. <laughs> Ohio State Fair was too early in the morning. Oh, we would go well, back and forth between Indiana State Fair and Ohio State Fair, and I mean. You'd have to drive all night a couple of times. It was called Hell Week. It was terrible. Yeah. Did it start at what, 9 o'clock in the morning? Or was it was even earlier. Eight. Yeah, and that's after you ran to Indiana Wolf. late in the afternoon. Yeah. Then go back to Indiana, run another class over there. And then, they, then somebody had the bright idea to incentivize Ohio State Fair and Bowling Green and not, now you feel obligated. <laughs> Never got to Ohio State Fair. That's that's one that I knew about it, of course, but uh, I'm just just young enough that it, it escaped my ability to go see it. It was a it was it, a good fair. It was when they had the infield. It was nice. After you know when they put us up there by ourselves, I didn't like it up there. Yeah, it was easier to park though. Oh no! You went what, easier when it was never easy at Ohio State. Well, when they had they, the Ohio State Patrol would have all the cadets out there, and they'd have them doing traffic, teaching them how to be rude to people. So it was. <laughs> it was always a nightmare. Yeah. Can you imagine them doing that kind of a pull today, where you got haul, you know, toter homes now, like like bootleggers old rig, where it's you know. 387 feet bumper to bumper and trying to get that in there. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Play- I know they'd never get into the buck with that thing. It, it, Ohio state was Ohio state fair was midweek. Yeah. And then, Green, sorry. And then I think there was like a day off between Ohio state fair and Bowling Green. I never had to do the overnights to that was before my time. Oh, that was terrible. Tim or Dusty, what's the wildest ride you ever went on, and where was it, and what vehicle were you driving, and what happened? Wildest ride? Yeah, like, oh, crap, maybe 
maybe this is it. <laughs> Mine was um, on my inner or my first Dragon Lady. It, we were in uh, the Spectrum in Philadelphia, and I I just couldn't get out of my own way. And Dad made Dad said, you know, just let the sled let her go, and you know we'll just take last place, but you know let her put a show on. So I went to talk to the sled operator and the um, Ken stopped me. He goes, just get on your tractor. So I got on my tractor and I did not get to talk to that sled operator. And he never, he just left it in a lower gear, never stopped me. And I went right through the hockey wall. Yikes. Which was fortunate for Milt Bergman because he, he went up into my, uh, my weights in the front made an indentation in the wall and his alcohol tank went right up in there. So I helped him out, <laughs> but that, that was the worst I ever had. What about you, Tim? Hamburg. Oh, well, yeah. My, yeah. my first dad had had his heart attack and it was my first time driving his tractor. And uh, he told me, come out easy. It was a 12 open. He said, come out easy. He goes, you'll feel a, uh, don't go to full throttle till you feel this jerk. He goes, that's the box topping out. And when the box tops out, it's not going to get any heavier. You've got it at that point. He said, when you feel that, go on down with the throttle. Well, I got out about 150 feet and I felt that jerk and I went down with the throttle. But the jerk was when the box had broken, the sled was loose. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, he rolled the tractor at the end of the track and the box went right over the top of us. It Ooh. screwed the tractor up. Holy cow. Ouch. Well, there's a picture of the sled. Where oh. was the tractor at? The tractor's in there somewhere. Jason, but she's got pictures on the screen. Okay, hold on, Dusty. Hold on. I got to make you big. Wow. And somewhere, if you look, I was sitting on the other side of the track. The, the seat was holding up shot. against the steering wheel. Man, I... Oh, let me find the. Yeah, you can see the sleds right where I was sitting. Oh, wow. Jeez. So this is winds blowing. Too close. Oh, here, here's the after effect here. Wow. And but what we didn't know was we got the fender and everything fixed. We went to Bowling Green. My second trip, we're running the 12 open, and I'm about half track. And the same thing. I'm wide open. It's going like a son of a gun. And the transmission exploded. When we had twisted the frame, we didn't know it had cracked the transmission, so we lost the transmission on the second pass. Jeez. Oh. So that was first first two runs were fun with it. <laughs> I bet. I did I don't know that I'd heard that story before. Oh yeah. Oh. It was a mess. I lost you guys for a minute, but dad was leading two classes when Tim started, but No, we were leading three all three classes. Oh, I thought it was just two, but you ended up getting one. So yeah, we won one, but we lost four. We lost four hooks because of the accident and then the transmission explosion. Is that the seven, the nine, and the twelve? Then yes, yes. We ended up winning the nine. Who were your fiercest competitors back then, or who were you like most scared? Like, like who was? Who did you know? I got to have a good pass to go get them. Ralph Banner's tractors, uh, Bill Nolan driving. I've never Don Harness was really tough at that time. Uh, Heilman. Wow. This would have been before Bruce Hutcherson got his four-engine tractor going. So, yeah, it would have been – Banner was the number one guy to beat. If you beat him, you were doing really good. That's amazing. 
That's amazing. Just hearing those names, I get I get goosebumps. Yeah, that's what was fun with me. When I first started drag racing, it was uh, mid-70s, so I got to race with, you know, Garlitz and Mold all them guys, and then on Tractor Pulling, I got to start out with all the famous people that ended up in Tractor Pulling. I've had the best of two worlds with that. I got to run with everybody. Super cool. A lot of them were a lot of fun, too. Stories that probably cannot be repeated in polite company. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> Dusty and I were just talking about one of them earlier. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite story that Tim tells is um, when he, he was on the airplane with Russell Pearson. That's, yeah. that's something that would never happen today. I, I had found, we went to an air, uh, airplane scrapyard and I bought this bo electronics box and I carried it on the plane with me and I'm flipping all these switches and he's making a big to-do and the stewardess was getting worried. I mean, today they would have arrested us. <laughs> you were like going through a pre-flight pre check or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. I so got to was in Thursday night. So definitely, I, yeah, I don't want to even think about that. <laughs> so where was your most memorable pass in a good way? Like non-rolling the tractor with the sled <laughs> barreling down on you. What was the most memorable? Like a big win or something like that? I would have to my my favorite one would, would have been with Dusty's tractor. Uh, Chicago at the Rosemont Horizon. I was having a terrible weekend. I was last place on Friday, and then we had a Saturday afternoon one. I was on last place on that one, and I was the last hook on the Saturday night to finals, and we put the sled all the way to the right-hand side, and I ran the sideline all the way up the right-hand side and won the class. That, that was my, my favorite by far. Well, my favorite was in Houston at um, Hot Rod, U.S. Hot Rod world finals um the our points champion had won or had made it had the only full pull and i was the last hook and john Hillman pulled ahead of me and did not make a full pull and our champion started loading up his tractor and i'm like i'm like please just let me let him run again and i i went out and made a full pull and i ended up beating him so that was that was satisfaction for being you know they were just counting me out but I got I got that one. And that was one thing you did when you had a turbine tractor back then, because we were running three and four weight classes. You always, if there was a pull-off, I don't care if there was two tractors or eight tractors, you made them run the pull-off because you're gonna wear their you're gonna wear them down and the turbines don't wear out. So it might help you later on in a different class. Just make them put those extra runs on. Dad always beat that into us. Always go to the pull-off. Don't split the money, never. That's awesome. That's awesome. Bruce, I think it's time for your question, buddy. Well, I'm going to ask two. And Dusty, this one's for you, and I'm going to ask it first. What was it like as a woman driver in a more or less male-dominated sport back then? I I never looked at it that way. I, you know, you're not the first. You're not the first to say that, by the way. Okay. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I, that wasn't, I, I didn't, I didn't think that was an advantage or a disadvantage. It was just something I wanted to do. 
I wanted to be like my dad. Very cool. All right, now I'll ask my question. So I asked this of everybody who comes on the show. If you had the chance to steal the keys, so to speak, for a weekend to any pulling vehicle, past or present, so if you want to take Ralph Banners and go and, and drive it somewhere, that's totally okay. Um, what would you take the keys to? Where would you pull it and why? The general, anywhere. Fair point. Tim, what about you? I'd want to drive a Mini. Oh. Of course you would. Of course you would. <laughs> you, I would you say still got a the, the one I remember fire most suit? was Johnny Mellows. It, it twisted all over the place. I would have liked to drove Mellows Mini. If you've still got a fire suit, we can make some phone calls. Yeah, we know some people. So. <laughs> I could see him having an awful lot of fun with some of the slaw minis. I was just going to say, the way they sit, yep. Yeah, that's yeah. the only – that. that Tim, that's the only mini that we will allow you to drive. Okay, we could we we could set it up so long as you tell us you still have a fire suit. We can, you know what? I guarantee you, Bruce would let you do it. Ah, that's okay. <laughs> Depending on how tall you are, you can borrow mine, Tyler, if you're watching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you guys and have a lot I... of old clips. You guys have done your homework here. Well, you guys are kind of famous. You just go to Google and type in your last name. <laughs> it's not there's not that much homework, Dusty, but I oh, appreciate okay. the compliment. So <laughs> no, you guys are everywhere. I mean, I, I couldn't I thought Charles was joking when he said you guys were coming on the show. We've been doing the shows for what since two thousand fifteen and the last couple of years it's become really awesome. We're getting legends of pulling on the show and it's awesome. Like tonight's show will reach thirty or forty thousand people easily. In the next week, it's amazing uh, what social media has done for the sport of truck and tractor pulling, just everything in general. It's incredible. And having these guys on every Monday night and, and having you guys on, this is awesome. This is a this is a dream come true. This is a dream come true. Tim, Andy Gerbaugh says that uh, Johnny still has the Superfly. So uh... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they actually had a turbine for a while. Did they? Yep. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I went so out what, to work on it one time. So, Tim, did you teach Larry Richwine a lot of stuff, or did he try to teach you something over the years? So, No, he was just a friend. Okay. <laughs> Gosh, that was a long time ago. Oh, yeah. yes. Well, there was a guy named, uh, what was Mike's last name, Duck, before him? That's who you ought to have on here. Mike Snyder. Mike Snyder. He, he had he had uh, Rich Wine's job before Rich Wine did. Making notes. Yep. Get that down. Get make that happen, Charles. I found it, guys. I found yeah, it. There it is. Yeah. Now that's when Dad had it. I know, but this is cool. <laughs> and I tell you what, that tractor ended up winning Bowling Green. Uh, it was Bob Frock sold it to a guy in um, Cleveland named my, uh, Jim Havel. And he added another engine. I mean, it was basically that tractor, and he kept he tried to make it look more more like Dad's original, and he ended up winning uh, Bowling Green twice. Well, the, and that's those forestry tires you were talking about. Yeah, look at the look yeah. at the tread on those. Jeez. Yeah, they weren't cut much. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a little top cut, maybe at the most. Yep. Yeah. 
Oh, I do not miss sharpening tires. <laughs> not at all. Well, then as a modern puller, you definitely don't want a mini. <laughs> Correct. And those guys, they don't know anything about throwing weights either. We, My tractor used to run all the weight classes, so I'd go to a pull and run 579. Wow. But everybody yeah. else adds engines. We were adding weights. Yeah. Yep. Now, I when my twin came out, I had one weight. I had one 2,000-pound weight that dad, you know, we used my little pony motor, and it would hit, lift it up hydraulically, put some pins on it, and I was weighted up, ready to go. Hmm. I had to haul my tractor weighted for 12,000, and sometimes it'd run to five last, so you're sitting there late at night. You just run the 5,000 pound class and you got to add 7,000 pounds back in the tractor before you can load and go home. That was not fun. Woof. Ugh. This is a cool comment. Thanks for doing that, Connie. Wow. That's for you, Dusty. Aw, thank you. Clearly, Tim identifies as a male, so I, we don't need to go down that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, I, I wasn't like I was the first either, but. Yeah. No, I, and that's not what I was getting at. But I mean, it's a male-dominated sport, and yeah. you know, for better or for worse, there are some real jackasses out there who really hold some stupid old opinions, and they don't know when to keep their mouth shut. <laughs> we see it every. I mean, we see it every year. We had a girl um, at the show that we all promote, um, the Polar's Championship this year in Nashville, Illinois in may and she had a bad night she drives a 4-1 limited pro in the same classes as, as connie molinix um and she had a bad night she stabbed the brake while the wheels were turned and she left the wheels turned when when it came down yeah. the tractor started to roll and somebody we put up video of it because i mean it happened and some moron who lived in god knows where starts making that goes on this tirade on on one of our social media channels and just talking about how women can't be trusted with tractors and blah 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 and oh boy <laughs> i lit him up and then about 40 other people and about 15 or 20 of them were girl puller moms oh. and i'll let me tell you what you ain't never seen a pissed off anybody until you've made a a driver's mother mad um but I mean, you know, and and I, the thing is, it's it's not. She's not the only girl who's ever seen that happen. Right. I can I can you know I mean we can all list and I'm off sure those a stupid. Guy has done it too. So right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I just wondered if you ever saw any of that, or that oh yeah, yeah, she can't drive and blah 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 blah. Only from the guy on the other corner there. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's okay if he Yeah, we'll, we'll give we'll give a sibling exemption. Yeah, there's a sibling there's a Well, where did everybody go? Hey. <laughs> I was trying to show. I was trying to do that funny thing where it's just you two on the screen and oh. you guys are going to battle it out. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. No, he, yeah, he was my biggest uh tormentor. But as yeah, in, as in sibling he would be. Did you guys like bush? Did you guys really drink bush beer? Did you have to, or did you enjoy it, or not really? 
not me. <laughs> I wasn't a beer drinker. I, I would go to the pullers. We would have puller parties and I, I would have a can and I maybe get a half a beer down, but that's it. I'd rather I, go buy a six pack of Budweiser. <laughs> what is, uh, <laughs> what is Tim's, uh, what is Tim and Dusty's drink of choice these days? What do you prefer? Wine. Wine. Siesta Key Rum and Coke. Oh. Cherry go. Coke, right? Yep, Cherry Coke yeah. and Siesta Key Spiced Rum. Dusty, what's the best Christmas present you ever got from Tim? Uh, Christmas present? That was probably my helmet. Okay. Yeah. I think that was Christmas. Well, my wedding you. gift from him was my pink, my pink seat on my twin. Nice. And also you're working on your twin. Well, right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> while I was on my, finishing it up while I was on my honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> Dusty, Tim seems to bring up working on your tractor a lot. I think maybe yeah. you should go to counseling. There's a few, there's a few deep seeds laying there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it would be worse if we brought up the bus. Yes. <laughs> he hated well, the bus worse. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So what was the most, what was the most challenging part of maintaining turbines during the season? But, but I think but we always had to go home to work on them. We we didn't work on them on the road. So that was probably the hardest thing. Is that because of specialized tools or is that, you know, engine hoists? Or, I mean, obviously, these are a lot bigger than your average, you know, even big block. Well, I, I think pretty much I, there wasn't a whole lot went wrong with them unless you had to change them out. Oh, there wasn't a whole lot of maintenance to a turbine. Yeah, like my funny cars and stuff, I never touched the engines. We had more driveline issues than anything, and that was one thing I didn't agree with Dad on. Dad always made everything himself, made it all by hand. It was all one-off stuff. So if something broke, you're done for a while. Yeah. When I, I did that my first funny car, but when I built my second funny car and my dragster and everything after that, I'd go to SCS and buy stuff he had. That way, if something broke, I'm, I'm running the next week. And, you know, we were making a living doing that. But when I bought his stuff, it never broke. So it didn't matter. Dang, hit up SCS for a sponsorship, Jason. There you go. <laughs> uh, it's on the list. So Yeah, they actually built the gearbox for my drag, my last dragster, too. They do wow. good work. I, well, I worked with his dad before he took it over. My gearbox is an SCS, isn't it? I don't remember who made that. That was Marv Kopman's gearbox. I think it might have been an SCS gearbox. I think it is. Do you, can you answer that question, Tim or Dusty, on the screen? Oh, I didn't see it. Um, oh, my, my, well, the Enterprise was 1500 Okay. My, my tractor as a single was 3000 and my tractor as a twin was 6000 Awesome. My funny cars were all 258, so they were all 1500. And Dad's would have been with the two 413s, he'd have been right at 8,000 horsepower. Awesome. Well, that's awesome. Were turbines being regulated at that point as to how far you could spin them or how hard you could spin them? Yes. We had safeties on them, and I mean, we would know if someone. That's the, that's the biggest misnomer about turbines. A turbine is, is set to kill from, from the beginning. I mean, you're right on the ragged edge with a turbine engine. If you try to get more power out of them, you're going to hurt them. And 
if the, the guys do that, then they hurt them, they're gone. Yeah, so the, like the overspeed cutout, that that stuff was in there from factory, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Here's an awesome question from old Andy G. Ooh. He's behaving tonight so far, Gerbal. I'm kind of proud of him. So, how um, many miles did you average traveling a year, and how many events? Wow, oh, that's wow. a question. Uh, we would do if you count, you know, each, each, um, you know, three events at a, each city. Um, I think we were up around 62 events a year. Holy cow. Mileage, oh, God, mileage, I don't know. I don't oh, know. Because we would be pulling uh, in, we started in Cincinnati, and then we went out to California for two weeks, and then we we're back to the East Coast and lots of miles. And this is in the bus? Yep. I got to find a picture of the bus, Charles. You well, had some earlier. My one year, they started me in San Diego the first week after New Year's, and the second show was in Boston. Ooh. <laughs> well, someone should have fired that scheduling director. Yeah, no kidding. Like, Did you right um, after week one. Any of you guys uh, make the, the one or two polls they did in Hawaii? I did. I was there with Kamikaze. Okay. Yeah, that's when John Borba was running it. That was a good time over there. They, that was fun. I don't think there's too many people who can others. say. I don't think there's too many people, and you might be the only one who can say that they have participated not only in Hawaii but also in Europe. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Nova Scotia. I did every province up there. I went up there for a group that was running. He was getting sponsored by a beer company. He was a promoter, and he'd get so much money for every show he put on. We were doing weekday shows in hockey arenas that only had two rows of seats. I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, he got the same amount of money from the beer company, so he'd pull the dirt in and do it. That's a good question. Wow. A month and a half, two months doing those shows. Boy, Molson's marketing department was a bunch of dummies, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> the biggest purse that I won was that poll in Houston. It was 3500 to win. Sweet. That's you. Is that USHRA? Yes. Okay, Tim, what's going on here, my man? Oh, that was that was in France when I was over there one time. I shut down area was too short. <laughs> <laughs> that was Clearly. that's why that's why there was a kamikaze too. <laughs> oh, how yeah, much hurt, hurt pretty good in that one. I was in the same hospital that Leonardo da Vinci died in. Which well, was probably not something to you at the time. I was going to say that had to be very inspiring. What's that? That had to be very inspiring. No one even spoke English to us. I mean, it was it was terrible. Oof. They never cleaned you either, and no. you—that was a river of sewage. He was upside down in. No. How fast did your four wheeler go, Tim? One hundred sixty-seven and a quarter. Boogity, boogity, boogity. How much power does it make to push a four-wheeler to 167? That was the same engine was in the funny cars, except we put an afterburner and took the drive off. Where it would drive the wheels, we took that part off and made it into a thrust engine. So it was basically a 1,500-horse engine. Gotcha. <clears throat> Tim, so you brought the you brought Kamikaze to some tractor pulls then, too? Oh, yeah. That's, why, that's where it started. 
Okay. I actually had a school bus. I had Starfire in a school bus, and I had Kamikaze on a trailer behind it. And I tried to get the promoters to pay me a little bit extra to bring Kamikaze, and it got so popular, I parked Starfire, tore it apart, got a smaller truck and trailer, and was going across the country at Kamikaze for years with it. Nice. That was my biggest moneymaker I ever had. How long did you guys run? Didn't you do the the World War One or World War Two uh, the military ambulance four wheel drive that was turbine powered as well? That's why Dusty got my tractor. <laughs> that was being <laughs> built for her. Gotcha. Yeah. That was another one of the Arfon's ideas that didn't work very well. It, it was a bomb on wheels. Yeah. <laughs> the fire. I think every. <laughs> I hate to say this, but I think everything you drove was oh. a bomb on wheels in one shape or form. No, and it had the potential. The fire show was as big inside the inside as it was outside. Oh, and it, the flames were coming up around the fuel tank. Dad would put wet towels on the fuel tank to run. And it was another one. He broke the gearbox, and it was one of those one-off things. So It, it jumped on all, a lot, too. Yeah. Oof. So the That's joke right. about you being already inside the ambulance probably wasn't that funny. <laughs> He doesn't get mad anymore, Charles. Don't worry. He doesn't. Like <laughs> that's right. Some of those pictures, I think that's Pontiac. I mean, yeah. that was the days. They Pontiac was sold out a couple of those shows. That was amazing. That's like yeah. 40, 50,000 people, right? Pontiac yeah. was 70. 70,000 people? Yep. Holy yeah. The, uh, we had all our vehicles there that day when the crowds emptied onto the floor. It was unbelievable. All, all wanting to get down there by Bigfoot. Yep, Bigfoot would take 10 minutes to go over two cars and the crowd was going wild. What what, the, <laughs> what days those were. <laughs> Where's the sled operator in this picture, guys? <laughs> uh, Left-hand side, kind of in the shadows there in the back. Yeah, of the yeah. That looks like a thumb sled. Yep. Yep. This is amazing. That was that one of the first to... humiliators. We were, that we would were have been number five or number six, I think. Wow. We were always blessed. We had good sleds with USHRA always. Who did they rely on most, most for sleds? In the early days, it was a lash Mets. Yeah. And then as it came, as it went on, then uh, uh, thumb sleds picked up the difference. And it was probably a 50-50 split then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the memories that are on that ground now it's a it's an Amazon warehouse. It's about <laughs> Is it really? I didn't here. realize that's what had become of it. Uh, yeah, they they put that up. It's been about four years ago now that it's been open finally. Wow. I, I went to the last event, the last monster truck show in the building, and it was so sad. Uh, yeah, the ele you couldn't get up upstairs because all the elevators were broke. They didn't have any food because it was the last event. It was just oh, so rough that point that was always so fun to go there that was one of my favorite places to go and when you would walk in through the the open doors and the, the rush of air coming out at you that was so cool mm -hmm. we were there one time when we had to cover the tractors because it was raining inside <laughs> that's not good <laughs> I also I remember being in there and you could look up and see guys on the roof. You could see their footprints of them shoveling snow off the roof. 
And I'm just like, man, it's, what if he rips that thing? Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. You could or see their it, feet moving. They would open the, there was like windows or little plugs, and then you could see a guy looking down through the plug. I'm like, oh my gosh, I could never do that. You guys were probably melting snow with the turbines, I'm guessing. Yeah, not that, not not that way up. <laughs> <laughs> the place was huge. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, guys, should we let them, should we uh, wrap it up? Yeah, we hey, one more. This. Yeah, go ahead. One, Ryan. one more from me. What did what did you guys love most about the sport while you were in it? Traveling with the people, dad. the people, the travel, dad. Working with my dad. The people. Yeah, I mean that you lifelong friends that. I mean, there are some people out there that would do anything for you. And oh yeah. And then like me and uh, Milt Bergman and Jan Smizing, we first started out. We there was a time when when USHRA first started that if you were with NTPA and you pulled for them, you were blackballed. I mean, you couldn't <laughs> get points. They hated you and everything. So there there was three of us that started running with them on a regular basis. And we're at dinner one night because we we travel all across the country together, us three guys. And my one friend sitting there, Jen Smizing, he goes, I can't wait to tell these guys how bad they're screwing up. We're doing so good. And I go, you idiot. I go, you tell them the checks bounced and you tell them <laughs> like crap because we don't want them getting in on this deal. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Gary Bramer. So Tim. I'm not sure what that says. So Tim, he long haired guy. What's that? Tim, does that ring a bell? Were you the long haired guy, Tim? No, no. I'm not sure what Gary's trying to say there. So. I don't remember a long haired guy on our crew. Uh -uh. You're gonna have to elaborate there, Gary Bremer. So maybe he was <laughs> talking about the photo that about the uh, diamond cut tires because Tim is actually in that one, and Tim had. I don't know if he still has, but he had the mother of all mullets. He had he had a he had a long mullet in the back. Oh, Tim, the guy that took the picture. The guy oh, that took that picture oh, yeah. from Bowling Green. <laughs> I was like, I never had a mullet. I don't, I don't think Tim does has that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Look what I just found, kiddos. Uh oh. There it is. The bus. Oh yeah. Yep. yep. Where's that at now, guys? Maryland. As far as I know, yeah. <laughs> so That's sweet. That was a hard day for me. Cody is licking his chops. That was one of my better days. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> if I had to guess, that probably had an eight seventy one or a six seventy one. He started out with a six seventy one. He couldn't keep it in it, and he went to a Mac. Two thirty. Oh. Yep, ended up with a Mac in it. Hmm. So that's in Maryland. That's in Maryland. Like somebody's using it still, or um, the, this guy bought it. He got it over there and found out he couldn't run with, with a uh, homemade uh, title. Then he parked it, and then he shortly thereafter got killed in an accident. So it's oh, it's dear. just sitting there. Hmm. I'm gonna be in far eastern, southeastern Maryland this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cody is Cody is already 
yep. looking for it on the internet to see if you can <laughs> buy it. I'm sure Dusty will buy it from you. No. <laughs> no, it's one of those things you, you get, you, it's a one-off deal. Nobody would touch it. When we broke down on the side of the road, you sat there until you got it running again. Couldn't do that without dad, so. We'll all come down when we do the shop tour with it. It'll be fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I might have PTSD if I see that thing. <laughs> we'll see Tim huddled in the corner, just rocking back and forth. No, no, no. He's holding the golf clubs. Those are the same. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So we'll present a tea time before we bring it around the corner. Okay. That's right. It'll actually be your golf cart for the for that yeah. day. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Tim will uh, Tim will be a fifth of uh, siesta key rum deep by like the fifth hole. I would be very quickly if that thing shows up. <laughs> we don't we don't want to after all the shit that Tim has did, we don't want to be the ones to kill him, okay guys? <laughs> right. Right. I don't want to be responsible for that. Maybe I do want to show up with it like that, because then he plays one fairway over with me. Right. True. 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 What if it's the opposite fairway? What if you've got a, a, a hook and he's got a slice? You're in trouble. We'll work that out. We'll work it out. I don't know yeah, if you can work I suck that bad out enough. I'll just turn around and swing the club the other way. It won't matter. Yeah. You're with a baseball bat, Charles. What are you saying? <laughs> tennis, tennis racket. That way you get the elasticity of the, you know, of the strings. I got a lacrosse stick too. Can I use that? Maybe. Oh, that is a true story, right oh there. Oh my too. gosh! Oh my gosh! I was. All right, all right. Tell that. He one, didn't get please. busted. He did not get busted. We were in St. Louis, and Mom and I walked over to the art. We were in Bush Stadium, and um, he wanted to. He thought if I take this road, it'll go straight to the arch, but it <laughs> dropped right into the fast lane of I seventy. So here he is on his Honda fifty. <laughs> <laughs> and he had to go to the next exit to get off. <laughs> Somebody, I guess, some a passerby said, "What do you think you got, a Harley?" <laughs> if they Makes only knew, know a yeah. If they only, if they only knew. Oh, Dad loved his mini trail, though. Still have it. Yep. Do you really? I was yep. just looking at it yesterday. Oh, he awesome. rigged up his wagon that he hooked on the back so we could haul our fuel jugs with it. Does yeah. it run? Does it run and drive? Uh, uh, the carburetor will need fixed, yeah. but yeah, it's yeah, perfect. It ran when we put it away. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, he used to be friends with the largest Honda dealer in uh, Ohio area. And when he drag raced, he would. Uh, it was called Rick Case Appreciation Day. And he would rent the drag strip for motorcycles only, and we'd go with one of the jets, make some exhibition runs, and dad get a new motorcycle every year. Hmm. Please tell me one of those events was at a time when it was still in conjunction with E.J. Potter doing what he did. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, you know, I've had one of the, uh, tell about my charmed life. I used to go to the aircraft junkyards with my dad and E.J. Potter. It doesn't get any better than that. Good Lord. I was at I was at a oh this is the best story. We were out in Canada and me and EJ went out for lunch. And I paid my bill. EJ went to pay his bill with a twenty dollar bill, and that's when our money was worth more. And I'm only like 17, 18 years old. 
and the lady won't give him exchange. She goes, if you want exchange for your money, you got to go down to the bank. So EJ says, okay, I'm going to go. Now she goes, you can't go there. You haven't paid your bill. So he goes, I'm going to leave this kid here as collateral. <laughs> <laughs> EJ left me there as collateral. <laughs> EJ was a great guy. That's awesome. Tim and dad, Tim and dad were very good friends. Yeah, who would have been your dad's bestest friend over the years? Ed Snyder, his his uh, guy he grew up with and was with him on the uh, land speed cars. It, okay. it was amazing. Dad had a lot of friends from drag racing, and when he decided to go tractor pulling, they all left. They wanted nothing to do with the tractor pulling. So we ended up with all sorts of new friends, and EJ was probably the one he you know hung with the most in tractor pulling. Seems kind of a natural. They they're maybe cut from a little bit the same cloth. Oh yeah, I would it, say it, that. It was so cool. <laughs> awesome. That would have been a good one for you, but it's too late. Yeah, boy, what I wouldn't give for twenty minutes. Yeah, to sit with that man. He was a genius. And the craziest part is I did my I'm see, I'm from Michigan. Okay. And I went to Central Michigan University and I was supposed to be a teacher. I was supposed to be a math and history teacher. I'm not now. I'm involved in agriculture. But I did my student teaching uh in EJ's hometown. Ithaca. Yes, in Ithaca. Yep. yep. While he was while he was still alive, no less, I believe. When did he pass away? Yeah. Eight years ago, maybe. Yeah, that's about right. And then, yeah. then absolutely, because I did my student teaching in 2002. So I could have, had I known, and I didn't, had I known, I could have, you know, bailed out of the school when class was over and gone and hung out with a legend. Oh yeah, and yeah. I I kicked myself left and right for knowing that now. We, we came close. Um, 2005, I had started working for Thumb Tractor Pulling Association here, and we had inducted EJ into the TTPA Hall of Fame. I believe it was 05, and um, the association had been in contact with his family. He was supposed to be there for that, um, but he was he was in Florida and wasn't feeling up to it, so I came close. Well, I see a question here. Mike Steffen, that's, that car is at our shop. That's going to be part of the museum down there on Pickle Road. My guess is that Mike might be one of your first visitors when it opens. <laughs> I think so. Mike, yeah. let me know when that happens. I'll uh, I might ride shotgun. That's cool. That yep. is cool. I'll definitely be staying staying up on that. I'm about three and a half hours from you guys, so when it's ready, I'll definitely come down. Where are you at? I'm I'm just north of Detroit. Okay. Well, I'm going too, because and I'm an hour south of Toma, but I'm going too. We're gonna. We're bringing the cameras. That's all I'm saying. So I guess I'll start because I'm the furthest west, and I'll just start picking the people. In the way. <laughs> so you're gonna fly to Maryland and buy the bus, then you're gonna get. Then you're gonna. Yeah, get you there. can meet us from the east, and then we'll laugh at you as you try and drive it home. <laughs> and on the way out, my office is a bar, so it, it makes for a perfect day. Perfect. <laughs> well, I'll fly okay. out and help you drive the bus. So yeah, there you go. There. Yeah. This is starting to turn into like a family reunion kind of thing. Like, <laughs> Like Chevy Chase, kind of National Lampoon sort of thing. So. Oh, my. Yep. I'm noticing that I need to um, apparently go to Tim's office now. 
Empty. <laughs> yes, the ether can is empty. Uh oh. Now there's that's cool. This was a gift started, over the know, week. It's hard to get good starting fluid too anymore. No, oh, this was 109 proof, so it was not quite go. rocket fuel, but it, it was it was pretty okay. Sometimes yeah, you mix his gasoline with his kerosene, Tim, if you know what I mean. In, in, so. I, yeah. I, I, to get rid of wasp nests, I used to use a can of starting fluid and a lighter. And yeah. we had some wasp nests at the shop. I went out and got a new can of starting fluid. I lit a light. You can't light this stuff. It's ridiculous. No. Uh-uh. No, Tim, the, here's the move. Break clean. Yeah, I know. That's go what buy I yourself. There we go. Because yeah. not only that, then you can watch them suffer as they die. <laughs> No, I like to I get the wings off and I let the ants get them. I hate those things. <laughs> I do too. I do too. Unfortunately, you taught your son that trick too. So yeah. Oh well. <laughs> That's how we used to air up the tires on the tractors. A couple cans yeah. of starting fluid. Yep. Oh yeah. Put the air on it. In a hurry. When we started getting the real lightweight aluminum rims, we quit doing that, though. The steel rims, it was okay. Aluminum rims, I've seen some of them that fold up if you do that. Yep. That's an expensive mistake. They don't give oh, those yes. away. No. Uh -uh. Well, I don't want to end it because everybody keeps saying, wait, there's one more story. But <laughs> Wait, <laughs> there's more. <laughs> yeah, but wait, there's more. We can always we can always do a part two show that that we can we can we can do that sometime in the future. Just well, don't do it when the Browns are on. Yeah, what yeah. happened? Too? I, did they win? They're winning big time right now. It's, oh, you're it's six minutes ago, thirty-two to thirteen. Well, they could I saw Tim look up a couple times. Now I thought maybe. <laughs> well, wait, way to go, Posh. Good, good job on the scheduling. <laughs> hey, thank you for humoring him. Yeah, he's, uh, no problem. He's a Browns fan. I'm a Lions fan. I don't want to hear it. It's tough being a Browns fan. <laughs> it's tougher being a Lions fan. Yeah, yeah. I was just, I'm a Lions fan too. It's tougher being a Lions fan. Awesome. Oh well, Jim, Dusty, thank you for this. I, I I normally am not really at a loss for words, but tonight I'm just kind of in awe. And I just can't believe we had you on our show. And uh, all the comments tonight about thanking everybody. And, and when you get the museum done, we're going to be there. I mean it. Yeah. It's so. going to be a work in progress. So when I get back in May, anytime, stop down. Okay. That you're, it's on. So it is on. So my corporate office for work is in Cleveland. So oh, okay. Nation, oh, is lending. So I'll be out there. Whether I, you know, it's all good. So good. Look forward to I'm it. I'm always here. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Guys. Thank you guys Take so care, much. Guys. Thank you. Charles, you're the man. <laughs> I, I'm that nothing. Fun. That's that's them guys. They, that's I know, the story. But, but the fact that you asked them to come on the show, that's huge. Um, that was I, fun. I appreciate them doing it very, very much. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was so cool. So cool. I can't believe it. I can't. I mean, I remember watching them as a kid and on TV and I don't know. It's just, it's kind of surreal. It's kind of surreal to have our, our polling heroes on our show with us now and the stories, you know. I just love it. Love it, love it, love it. So cool that they came on. So I seriously I thought didn't... you were joking. I thought you were joking until tonight. I'm like, no, no, Jason, they're really coming on. I'm like, whatever. When the, when the private chat dings up and there's the next legend's name. Yeah. It we're going to make it happen. <laughs>
I think I only saw, I think I saw Dusty make one pass, but I think that's it. I've seen Dave, I've seen Dave drive that tractor, Snyder, but I don't think I ever saw more than probably one pass. And I think it was in, I want to say it was Hudsonville. Okay. Yep. I know I saw them at Farm Show and uh, Silverdome for sure. Mm -hmm. Silverdome probably when you were a little kid, right? Yeah, up, th- up through like early teens, and I'm trying to remember the the event that she referenced. That like the last one there, I want to say I was there for it. Um, I'd have to do some digging and see what year that was. Um, we'll just Dusty, what year? Oh, oh gosh, um, my kids were. Oh, they were young, so I want to say it was about 17 years ago, maybe. But yeah, like nine. 98 99ish somewhere in there yeah it was just monster trucks okay i'm then i may not have been to that one i or was it in the 2000s i i can't you know you're you're right it might have been because i i think the lions moved out in 01 but the building stayed open for a year or two yeah it was i mean my younger son was born in 2000 so he was about five yeah so about 2005 all right, then I don't think I did go to that one. I mean, this right. was I, the law, it had long been shut down and stuff. You yeah. Know, on. The last event I went there to actually, they only had like five or six monster trucks and they weren't doing the full monster truck program. They were just doing like a long jump deal with them. Well, the, the pulling, they had two tracks and they were drag racing them. Yeah. You know, minis and I forget what other classes now. It was, you know, it was 25 years ago, but uh, I do remember. The side by side was deliberate. That was a thing. Yeah. Hmm. Dusty, do you remember the last year you ran at Wellington, Ohio? At Wellington, um, gosh. Oh, when was it, Randy? He's watching in the other room. <laughs> uh, it had to be early two thousands. I'm trying to think. We yeah, because I it, it, um, I did go there without my dad because dad sold the tractor in 2000. So yeah, had to be early 2000s. Dusty, do you have like a trophy room at home? No, I I have like one trophy. They and you know, I do have some toolboxes and stuff, but yeah, I don't I don't have a, a whole lot of trophies at all. And dad, he would take his trophies. And he'd sit them outside the shop at lunch, and we'd come back from lunch, and they'd be gone. So <laughs> he gave up, he gave away most of his trophies. Oh, but we did like the ones that were toolboxes and refrigerators, and that stuff was cool. Wait, you got a refrigerator as a trophy? Toma, yeah, Toma. The you, really you, a big, you know, a, like a uh, a four cubic inch or four foot cubic refrigerator for first place a smaller one for second place and they had something else for third that were donated by like the puma store or something up there so yeah nice yeah i want to i don't know if it was for sure the first night that dave ran the green monster but emily city which is a couple towns north here was always very early in the season and i remember 
him bringing it there that night had the roll cage on and it was blue and it's like this just this is weird this is twilight yeah. zone what are we doing that that was it, a, it was hard to see it go yeah i imagine but i mean they it, that's when they were going to require the roll cage yeah. dad said how he wanted to do the roll cage and they said no so he sold the tractor and it's like, I took two weeks off to have my baby, and I come back and the tractor's gone. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Somebody told Art Arfon no. Yeah. <laughs> that usually didn't go well for some whoever said it. Yeah. <laughs> like that Jake Paul fight the other night. So. Hmm. Wow. Okay, Dusty, thanks for jumping okay. back on. Have a good yeah, night. thank you very much. She was hiding in the green room, and you guys asked. So I thought, well, I'm just going to bring yep. her on. So, um, Ryan, very important question for you. Where did you get your cup, your JD cup, Ryan? You know, this was given to me by a good friend of mine from South Dakota. Um, I don't know where he got it, but, yeah, I'm not going to lie. That's the coolest piece of kit that I've gotten in a long time. Look at look online. There's a company that does those because I've got the tall one, but it's a oily caterpillar oil filter one. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen that yeah. too. So no, he gave me this um, this weekend. Actually, um, I needed a little bit of uh, uh, a little bit of uh, windshield time um, on Friday, and uh, there's an auction coming up on uh, Black Saturday or two days after Thanksgiving. Um, a really cool John Deere collector's auction. And it just so happens I know the guy who's selling part of his collection. And so I called him. I said, Gary, I got to get out of the office. He's like, yeah, come on up. And so I did. And I went out and because I'm going to write an interesting iron article. I've actually already started it. Um, that'll be that should be out on Wednesday. Um, and uh yeah, before I left, he handed me that, and he says, um, here, this will put your starting fluid or, you know, maybe your ending fluid and keep it cold. And, uh, well, I have proven that it keeps it cold. Works great. I, I guess I need to test it with coffee, but I'm more inclined to take their word for it and just, <laughs> just drink cold. Keep putting, keep putting bourbon in it. Yeah. My buddy Mark Fisher got me this for my birthday. It's coming up. Um my buddy from Tri-County, Roos, I gave your number my big John. He loves all the John Deere's. He bought me and I started, so put my coffee on. Yeah, Mar yeah Mark texted me earlier. Mark, there was your answer. That's where the, uh, that's where the uh, ether came from. So. Cool. Um, Diesels and Dark Corners is coming weekend, guys. Cody and Ryan are going to be down there with uh, Doug and Hope, or Doug and Kenzie. And I know a couple, I think Tony's coming down again from last year. Remember Tony, right, guys? Or yep. my realtor buddy? Yep. I think he's giving you guys a ride or is Doug picking you guys up. You guys got all that figured out yet? So. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Life Tony, is good. Tony and Scotty, I think, aren't they? Yeah. Isn't Scotty yep. coming too? Yep. The weather, the highs in the 70s, um, lows in the 50s. It won't be as cold as last year. Thank the Lord. So excited. Yeah, it was stupid. Thank the Lord for that. Yeah, it was 29 degrees when we left on Friday night last year. It was warmer at my house in Des Moines. Yeah, no, it was it was insane. So 
we've done we did three lives with Ryan and I had Will Sumner on last night, our announcer. Uh, we did a live with him last night. Got him to say some of his favorite lines. That was fun. Did he explain any of them? Like like the the number of monkeys yanking <laughs> on a crankshaft. <laughs> Not really, Ryan. I mean, he was kind of shy at first, to be all honest with you. And then he kind of, he just said, oh, I'm just more, Cody was watching. He goes, I'm just more kind of behind the scenes. I was rolling through your guys' photo albums from last year to show the people uh, the quality, you know, the quality of iron that they're going to see there. A lot of diesel truck guys, when they're chatting, kind of challenging each other and different things like that. It was fun. And then the, the, the Did power. Did anybody rank, throw down money? Somebody. Hank and the two six class and Peabody were going back and forth a little bit because there was that meme when Hank won shides. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Was it Cody Patrick that won shides? I can't remember. I think Hank won shides. Hank won shide. Yeah. So there's a there's somebody made a meme of Hank pushing a baby carrier, baby carriage with Peabody in there and somebody else. I forget who all it was, but it was funny. I wonder what that I wonder what that meme's going to look like with Lane pushing the baby carriage well so we brought up lane and uh somebody said cody patrick said lane scared of the red georgia clay because when cody said somebody from missouri is coming i knew he met lane right away so yeah no we had some fun It'll be no fun. there's i think there there's more there's a lot coming yeah. so and yeah, i nebraska nebraska will be in the house i know yep. missouri will be in the house yep. Texas is multiple the multiple missouri yep yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't specifically talking one Missouri truck. No, I know, but that's the one I think of for the two six class. So right, I think Corey Peck's coming down as too, isn't he? I'm not sure. They, they've got a. They've got with the a, Armed Forces two six. I don't know on that one, but I know like there's they have a whole two six class group chat that uh, everyone talks back and forth on. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, there's a there's a whole bunch of. There's a whole bunch that are coming out there, so it'll be really exciting to see some of the, some of those kind of cross, cross platforms. I guess I mean cross associations together because yeah. that's a, such a neat event. Well, it's it's like what Gordyville kind of does. They get everybody together like this for this class. It's cool. Charles, what do you got going on? You're going to a race. I'm going to All Truck Challenge at uh, US 13 Dragway in Del Mar, Delaware. Uh, it's similar format to Ultimate Callout Challenge, only. Um, it's meant to be street trucks. You got to dirt drag it and go a hundred mile drive in addition to um, eighth mile drag race, dyno and sled pull. And oh, there's snap. some that's ancillary awesome. parts of the event as well that uh, that are added on. There's some no prep racing that's going to go on, uh, some supplemental sled pulling classes, et cetera. But uh, that's that's where I'm going to be for the weekend. Cool. Well, go back to go back to Kibbins. He just got up. Sir Seriously, dude, what time zone are you in? What time zone are we in? Same. Charles, Charles, it's, it's 11 at Charles's house. So It is. Yeah. How many bourbons you had there, Roos? Because you were doing the old eyeball thing there, buddy. So <laughs> On purpose. <laughs> on purpose. Oh, on purpose. I'm doing it just like I'm doing this on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, the mini truck and tractor pull at Dyersville. Yeah, Chandler's going down to that. He'll see Blake Howell's going up there to the toy yeah, show. Yeah, that's going to be kind of, well, wait, maybe I don't, maybe I better keep my mouth shut. Yeah, I saw the pictures of it today, so. Uh-huh. Pretty neat. But we'll, I'm going to let Blake roll that one out. Got it. Yeah, and then Thursday we're doing diesel super stock trucks, right, Charles? 
That's the plan. Um, I'm going to probably join it in progress if I can get through TSA quickly enough, and then I'll do it from in the airport, I guess. Get pre-checked, baby. Shane, awesome. Shane, have you gotten your uh, have you gotten your competitor yet? You can text me if you want to. I I, I sent so. Wyatt a suggestion. No. yeah, Ryan, I'm pretty sure because he. I think we did. Yes. Andrew, uh, Schulte yes. said Schulte said that uh, Ryan said he's a good guy, so I said, "Yeah, we're good." So he is a good dude, and actually, he sold his truck to uh, uh, Jamie. Yes. Yep. The general and Cody and Cody and I followed it home <laughs> from Louisville, which was which was weird. <laughs> like, why is that truck headed that way? Yeah, that truck's about nine miles from my house right now, so it's all good. Yeah. Um. Well, cool. I hope Doug and Hope have a great time in, at SEMA. I don't know how they can't. Um, when he sent me a picture hanging out with John Forge yesterday, I was like, "You, you." <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely a bucket list NHRA race to get to is the fall Las Vegas. Definitely one need to get to that one. Is that the four wide one or is that the spring one? No, four wide is a spring race, and I'll be honest, I have zero interest in the four wide. Okay. I'd like to see it as a novelty once. But I, if I'm going to see it as a novelty once, I'd rather see it. Where was it? Charlotte? Yeah. C-Max? C-Max. That's where I would rather see it. I've only ever been to Brainerd, so that's back when my uncle never, Paul was on. Um, he I've was never been to w an NHRA event ever. Uh, you remember to. the Speed of Light dragster, Charles? 80s, Michael Brotherton? Yes, yes, yes. My uncle Paul, who's got that. I told you, you know, you guys, I know Bruce has met Uncle Paul. I think Cody has. Yep. Um, yep. He, has he has a front engine nostalgia dragster, Charles, and it's called yep. the Spirit of Tulsa. So he, when I was in Madeira two weeks ago, he was in Bakersfield. We were like a hundred oh. miles apart. So he was at the, the hot. That's another hot yeah. rod reunion. Is another bucket list. So, yeah. Um, Cackle Fest. Be- Don't they do one of those? I think that's Saturday a night? March meet in in the spring. In Bakersfield, or is it in Pomona? No, they do a big one at the March meet in the spring. Okay. In Bakersfield. Personally, anywhere you anywhere you get nitro front engine dragsters, you get cackle fest whenever at the drop of a hat. Yeah, they just I mean, heck, we we had it in Des Moines at Good Guys this year, I think. Yeah, we should go to a race. Um, like when it like so. Um, ah, Schulte just commented going to Juliet. That would be like the most central one for all of us, Charles. That wouldn't be that bad of a run for you, would it? No, it wouldn't. Uh, just making sure it's an open weekend to do it. Yeah. Right. That'd be fun to go do that. The 2023 calendar is out, so we can look in that. Gary Bream, and I, I already know what all my travel dates are for next year at this point anyway. So EJ answered the phone and I ordered his book from an ad in the Polar Magazine. That's wow. Cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Gary's watching on YouTube tonight. I love it. Personally, Vegas, the next thing I want to do in Vegas is Formula One next fall. I'd be interested in that, Cody. Yep. Yep. Juliet isn't open. It's during the po- – yep, we're definitely not going to Juliet that weekend then. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that isn't going to work. <laughs> Polish Championship. Yeah. So for those of you who are going and not going to the Polish Championship, shame on you. Shame but on please you. give the NHRA our uh, best regards and tell, <laughs> and tell Brian Alonis that he missed a better show a couple hours south. A couple hours south. Yep. 
We could look at Memphis and Norwalk too for next summer. That might be good. What's this, Jason? You on board for the WW indoor pool, aka coming? What's that he talking about, guys? Sorry, WW indoor pool. Don't know. Wild West. Bruce? I think it's the other WW that we uh, from out east. Are you on board for the WW like Zelwood? No. No, I think Will's putting something on. Oh, I'm not. I'm not doing anything with Will. So no. No, Will. Will. Will is. Uh, Will does his thing. So, good luck, buddy. I'm sure he'll be fine. I hope he doesn't try and run those big, tall monster trucks in indoors. I don't know. They have that, done that, that at uh, one of the North Carolina ones. Are you for real? Yeah, Davidson, North Carolina. That's terrifying. Yeah, they've done it. Yikes. Yeah, we're we're helping promote Zellwood, the Zellwood Super Bowl. I think February third and fourth. That's all I got booked out in the next year so far. So, Thomas Kimmins says Lebanon, Missouri. I don't know anything about that one. Yeah, the uh, location, the locale has not been. Uh, I don't know if it's firmed up or released. It's probably been firmed up, but not released as of yet. I do remember seeing something about that. It's it's like every gas-powered truck class kind of under the sun, and I say that respectfully. I don't. I'm not bagging on it. Um, I know there's street stock and pro stock and yada yada yada. There, I mean, there's there's everything. There's a stock two-wheel drive truck class, I believe. Mod gas, cheater stock. Yeah. <laughs> And, oh. and if you're gonna and if you're gonna find any of that, you are going to find it in Missouri. I mean, Missouri is. Oh, I think it's out. the spiritual home of gas truck, four by four, and two wheel drive gas truck pulling. It is, it is the home. Pro yeah. mod, maybe not. Super, you know, run what you brung, crazy long wheelbase, blower trucks, no, but. Um, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I believe it's a stated fact that every fourth barn in the state of Missouri has at least one pro stock gas truck in it. One and ship. All it really needs, huh? One ship. What? What? Uh, when is ship? Uh, the dates, Charles. Uh, Third weekend? I of think. Jan? Yeah. Yeah. 18th through the 20th, I believe. Yeah, this is the same weekend. This is January 19th through 21st in Lebanon, Missouri. Kimmins just sent me the poster. So he did a screenshot, so I can't blow it up. So. But yeah, it's 6,200 DOT two wheelers, hot stock, pro stock four wheel drive, pro street, pro stock two wheelers, small block super stock, 6,200 super street stock two wheel drive, super modified two wheel drive, and country boy street stock. So I would like to know what country boy street stock is. That's our run what you brung, I'm guessing, Bruce. So. Must be leaf sprung, no traction bars on boggers. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just making it up. Charles, but you got At the least right. one blown Monroe shock. <coughs> Ratchet straps. Ario, Ario Speedwagon coming out of one Craco speaker. 
Sorry, we are not bagging on the on on your pull or country boy street uh, country boy stock. Oh, ship is the weekend before, guys. Ship is January twelfth through the fourteenth. Yeah, I was just checking that. Yes, that's true. We guys, I got to get Tucker on once he slows down farming a little bit. Start yeah, we got to start promoting that hard. So, I talked to him a week or so ago. He's got some ideas for the show that are going to be interesting. One in particular. When we get them on, we'll, we'll say what it is. But one is an announcer I'm going to have a lot of fun with because it gives me instant access to an information stream that no announcers had access to before. I'll tease it that way. Well, that's not fair. So. Yeah. Are you going to ride along? It doesn't apply to every class. <laughs> I'll say that's the only other hint I'll give. He is going to ride along. This is going to be amazing. A twin engine or twin seat dragster. No, Andy, it doesn't require flat bill hats and country boy street stock. You got to have the mailbox curve on it. Got to go looking for that check somehow. Andy, I'm wearing this hat just for you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Charles, uh, good luck to you this weekend. Ryan and Cody represent well at the uh, Easels and Dark Corners. My wife surprised me with a trip to Key West for my birthday. So peace out, homies. So, which reminds me, Charles, what are you doing next Monday night? I'd like to give you a little bit of a notice for once instead of like, you know, three or four hours at a time. Uh, next Monday, I'm probably going to be right here on this show. Okay, cool. I'm I'm doing the red eye back on Monday morning. So I don't know how functional I'm going to be, but I'll, I'll okay. probably be on. Long as you can turn it on, Charles, that's all that matters. Okay. I think I can manage that. Yep. Um, we who do we need who do we need to get lined up next? Who do you got laying in your pocket there, Posh? Uh, we should let Ruth and Cody snag some people out of Diesel's Dark Corners, maybe? It's gonna it's gonna be nobody for next week because like I said, I'm gonna probably be like the zombie who just occupies the seat and clicks buttons. Okay. Ruth, Cody. We can work on something. Get some characters from these get some winners from Diesel's Dark Corners or somebody fun. Yep. We can do that. Cool. Bruce, you're stroking your beard. That what you're thinking. Yeah. Oh, I'm supposed to elaborate on that? Well, it's up to you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking about who we might be able to pull in. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, guys, Charles, thanks again. Tim and Dusty, that was awesome. No problem. Uh, Cody, good luck with the bus. I, I think that's going to be neat that you're going to own the Green Monster bus. That's very nostalgic, and uh, I like it. I like if, it you can, if you can score that one, I'm going to go see if I can weasel my way into the uh, Wild Thing uh, Jimmy. <laughs> Great I thought you were going to say something about you are going to see if they'd sell the Honda 50. Because I was like, no, that's going to No, no. With the wagon, the haul the stuff, the chair and everything in, like, it's awesome. Yeah. No, but I I know where the wild thing straight truck is hiding. Just got to convince the owner to give it up. Oh, we've talked about this. I remember this. Yes, we have. Yeah. So real quick, those tires, that's that's amazing. But the friction comment, which one have you made that friction versus that was that was friction, that traction. Yeah. Yeah. And and can we post that? Uh, can we pop that back up there and just pay a little respect to the to the mullet? Uh, I don't know where it went. What did I do wrong, Charles? Do you have that picture still? Uh, yeah, hang on. 
coming right up. Uh oh, where did it go? I don't see it. Did I delete it? Oh, son of a bitch. Oh man. I was, it was to, there. I was starting to clean it up, Charles. Now I don't know what I think I accidentally deleted it. Is there a jump box on here? Tim Wyden, I don't know if you still have the mullet. You probably don't. But it was legendary. Hold on. You got a new computer, Charles? I do. I just got to find it. But that does, that looks like a turf tire, like it's something you'd see like at an asphalt. Yeah, it looks, like it, it, it looks like Art hung out with a bunch of Alice Chalmers guys for, you know, like a week. Yep. Yeah. You know how 220s and, and D21s yeah. and 8050s and 70s? Yep. They, I mean, that was like, you know, to be one of the cool Alice Chalmers kids, you had to have, you know, ginormous turf tires on the front and now we pay respects to the mullet <laughs> they're, they're cool again long right? limit huh they're cool again i don't know if anybody told you oh i know ryan's got the ryan's got the front mullet going already we can call it the frolic the frolic <laughs> All right, fellas. No, nah, I, I missed him. I haven't, I haven't seen him in ages. I uh, next time I get back home, I'm gonna have to stop over and just invade the house. He's the only person that I've ever met who's named one of his children, actually his only child, um, after a motor. Mm -hmm. Can anybody tell us in the comments what the name of his child is without going and peeking at his profile? My first guess was Allison. Yeah, that would be correct. Right. And that is actually why she was named that. And she knows it and she's completely okay with it. There's That's a lot the of Esdens, part. there's a lot of Esdens out there because of Mr. Lane. A mm -hmm. lot. And Andy's awake. <laughs> Holy shit. Just noticed Charles T shirt. Very nice. What it, I can't see it. Ed Pink Racing Engines. Nice. I like it. I like it. You still the old master. Are you still a member of that what are the the vintage t-shirt of the month club? Uh, Redline shirt club? Was that um, what it was? Yeah, I'm not currently, but I'm thinking about starting it back up. If they did fat guy sizes, I would consider that. But <laughs> I think they do. It's whatever size you want. And once Walt. they're every month, once they're done printing them for the month, that's it. You don't there's no Back orders, no getting one. It's just they run them for that month based on the sizes they have on their sheet. That's it. Hmm. Yeah. I, I kind of shut it off for a few months just there for, I don't know, probably a better part of a year now because I was my dresser was getting over full. But uh, I think it's time to turn it back on. Yeah, you used to have some kind of cool stuff. I saved some of the better ones. I didn't keep all of them, but I've got a few still. This This being one of them. This might be the oldest one I've saved. Cool. Night, fellas. See ya. See ya. Thanks for watching, everybody. If you, if you need any uh, Kawasaki parts, go to KawasakiPartsWarehouse.com. Their name's on the side of my trailer, and uh, 
I need you to go buy some stuff from them. Have a good night. Thanks for watching. Well, Judy, you got your wish. Here it comes, the green monster. Yep. Tim Arfons is driving the green monster. He's from Akron, Ohio, and his father is the famous Art Arfons of the legendary green monster fame. Fire. Look at the fire just come out of this. You want to roast some marshmallows? It looks like the 4th of July. The green monster, Tim Arfons, ready to make his pull. The, the pull that he has to beat is over 173 feet, so it's going to be tough. Here he goes. He's got it up in the air, but not by much. Well, he's got to practically do a full pull in order to win. Wouldn't it be great to see a full pull with this jet-powered machine? We may just have it here. Look at it. He's still going. Close to a full pull.